Welcome, welcome. You are listening to The Discussions. Welcome everyone to the discussions. I am Eric Castro, and we have, as always, to the right of me, Scott Henry. As always, faithful. This feels like the office, you know, when when Pam doesn't patch in the real calls to give <laughs> Mike the one try because he always does better than the second guy. <laughs> uh, you know what? The office. Still me, Michael. Still, yeah, still. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, this is for real this time, though. We have across from us Elder Ryan Tran. How are you? Great. Feeling good. Good. And you served in Cambodia, but give us the actual name of the mission because we can't say it. The Cambodia Phnom Penh Mission. Phnom Penh. What is that? Close. Oh, <laughs> I got the pen part I'm right, right? <laughs> Where is it? No, so what is oh, that? What is the, what's uh, the second part of the Cambodia piece? So it encompasses Cambodia, or it did when I served, and also Vietnam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. So Phnom Penh is Vietnam? No, so Phnom Penh is just the capital. Okay. Capital Cambodia. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's how ignorant I am. No. <laughs> I feel like between you you and I, Scott, like I don't feel like we're ignorant human beings. No, but I, we're... But yeah. doing this podcast has made me realize how little we know about everything that's not the Western Hemisphere. There's there's a there's some <laughs> online quiz we did of like naming as many countries as you can in like two minutes or something. Dude. And my brother and I did pretty well at it, but I still feel a little embarrassed. That well, you would have gotten Cambodia wrong. Well, I would have got Cambodia. I just wouldn't have known what the capital was. No, but if they said the capital. Right, but it's just naming countries. Oh. See, I actually probably would have gotten <laughs> Cambodia wrong. <laughs> you would have uh, hold on. Wrong. Is it east of Thailand? Uh, it's, yes. East hey, of I, actually, I might have been okay. I'm gonna run okay. I gotta, 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 You better double check that. That's, <laughs> someone will fact check us and be like, "These stupid yeah. Eric and Scott on the discussions always just freaking get <laughs> yeah. everything wrong." No, I googled it beforehand. That's that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. East. Is it? Yeah. Hey, and I was telling him I didn't realize how big Vietnam was. Yeah, it goes. I thought it was at the point, but it goes all the way up. Yeah, as I was well. telling him it's like a little snake over there. So this is gonna be this. This is gonna kind of be off topic, but do you think you'll ever look back at your time and tell your children? Back in Nam. Oh, I've done that. I've overused You've already that done already. It. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think my homecoming talk, I said that. <laughs> back in Nam. Just to say it, yeah. Did, did you ever, I thought of opening my farewell talk by saying, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> and my grandma said, I will walk out. <laughs> so the, I did. The grandma from El Salvador? Yeah. No she wasn't way. cool with that. I don't know why. But <laughs> I've she met her, like, actually. She's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was not. She was. Yeah, Grandma Sonia. She was not She's about not that. Okay. Yeah. Not, Interesting. Yeah. So let's get into let's get into this. We one of the first questions we always ask, we try to ask, how was the lead up to you receiving your call? Do you feel like you were kind of the norm as far as um, Utah kids go as far as getting ready for a call? Did you feel like it was something automatic? Did you have to have some kind of moment or event to kind of get you mm-hmm. to turn your papers in? Yeah. Um, honestly, people ask me that, and I, I've never, like, before I never ever thought I wasn't going to not serve a mission. It was just always a thing that it was coming up. I knew it was coming. I was just going to go. But then 
President Monson announced that they like the mission age changed, and so I kind of lost a year, and uh, I had to kind of think about it a little bit. But it still was never a thing that I just wasn't gonna not do. It was always a thing I was gonna do. Did you have older siblings that had gone before you? Nope, I was the first, the first in the, in my family. Yeah. Okay. What about your parents? Did they serve? Yeah, my dad went to Chicago, okay. and then my mom did not go. This is a question I haven't asked people, but how did your how did your dad talk about his mission? Was he like, oh, you're going to love the mission when you go? Like, yeah. was it kind of this assumed sell that he was doing with yeah. with the mission, or how did he approach it? Yeah, my dad, he he kind of had rose-colored glasses on when he would ever talk about his mission, you know? Right. He like, oh, it was the best two years. Like, you'll love it. I think because he was kind of scared I wasn't going to go. Like, because <laughs> as a parent, you always... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he was always just talked about it with love. Cool. That's cool. I, like I guess we have NASA. That's actually good. You yeah, had to ask if parents have served. We're learning. We'll yeah. do that from now on. Because I mean, that's exactly yeah. what my dad did. And, and yeah. talking to him later on in life, that was very conscientious. He was yeah. like, you know, I, I just spoke highly. It was never like he never said, "Oh, you guys should need to go. You have to go on a mission or anything." Yeah. He just yeah. always yeah. spoke really highly of my his dad mission. Was, was the right. same. And we'd have like family discussions and talk about mm-hmm. mission stories and that sort of thing. And I think that was yep. really smart of him. And see, my dad didn't serve, and he wasn't. He didn't. He didn't become a convert till later, and then he became less active for a little bit, and then became active again. I met my mom, so he really didn't have that time to ever think about it. But I think, in opposition to what your guy's dad said, my dad said on the way to the MTC, he said, "You don't have to do this." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "It's not too late." <laughs> That's funny. Julio, we're driving me. <laughs> We're driving to pick oh, up the rest classic. of the fan to take us, and he's like, you don't have to go if you don't want to. Senor <laughs> Castro. Honestly, that's funny. Like, looking back at that, like, if I had any doubts of going, it probably would have been like, oh, really, Dad? Okay. <laughs> like, how, how would you react like, when we get there? I'm really? like, well, Dad said I don't have to, so <laughs> I'm out. Right, we're good. Yeah, that's anyways. Funny. Well, that's cool. I think, I think that's hard, too, because me thinking about it now... And I don't have currently a son. My wife's expecting August and it's going to be a boy. And so I started thinking about these things. But, like, yeah, that expectation of I'd love to have someone to talk about, like, yeah, talk about your mission together. Like, oh, yeah, my experience was this. Your experience was this. And it was such a positive thing in my life that you want that. So, Mm -hmm. like, when you say, like, yeah, I kind of talked about only good points because part of you is like, yeah, you don't want to mention, like, yeah, it's hard sometimes yeah. <laughs> like because yeah. you want them yeah. to go because it's one of those things like you want yeah. them to go but at the same time you want them to know like yeah it's hard i think it's Prepare a hard for game it. yeah it's a hard 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 line to walk i agree hard line to walk um okay so cool so let's talk about getting your mission called did you have any expectations did you have any um desires on where you wanted to go honestly when i got my call i thought i was going to boise idaho like that was it. I, it was stuck in my mind. And, uh, then I opened it and I read it and I was like, first off, I didn't know where it was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't know that it also like incorporated Vietnam. And so that was kind of a cool thing to learn about. Cause my dad is actually from Vietnam. He came over to the States in 78 after the fall of Saigon <clears throat> and then was adopted. So it was kind of cool to like, kind of get ready to go back to my dad's homeland and kind of connect with him more. Cool. So, yeah, so how really old cool. was your dad then? He was 12 when he came over. So he speaks Vietnamese then? He does, yeah. Yeah, so that's not like, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's not like... At a 12-year-old 12, 12 level, yeah. 
No, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so my level. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, we, we, yeah, it's perfect. No, that's funny, though. That's funny you say that, though, because it's like, because, you know, when if he came over when he adopted it, too, like, he wouldn't have remembered like, yeah. those things. There's not things. a lot of that. Mm-hmm heritage of that tying mm-hmm. into it. That is really interesting. Yeah. Does he remember, not to get off, but does no, he remember yeah. a lot about Vietnam? My dad immigrated to the United States from El Salvador when he was about 11 or 12. Yeah. And he, until I came home from my mission, started talking to him about it, like in Spanish, he would not open up about it. Yeah. Like he wouldn't talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. He said he wouldn't remember a lot. And I don't know if that was just him trying to like push it out of his mind those times. Yeah. But did you, what did your dad remember about that? What were you able to communicate with him about that? Did he prepare you in any way that yeah, way? Yeah, he did. Yeah. As far as preparation, he did not at all. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but um, remembering he, so... I actually, we actually just went back like two summers ago. I took my dad back with my sister and he was actually able to like tell the taxi driver like where he lived, like his old house. That's awesome. And his, his uncle's actually living there, living there right now. And so we came in, we were like, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) My uncle's like, what's up? Still living in that same house? Yeah. Same house. Holy cow. From when he left. Yeah. So, so, really so cool. in your mission call, did you know that Vietnam was a part of that or when did you learn? Yeah. That? So um, I'm pretty sure it was in the papers that it said Vietnam was okay. a part of it. Because it Cause said it's got I was, a map there too, right? Yeah. Yep. And it said I was Vietnamese speaking. But yeah. Okay. So right in the call, Vietnamese. So what did you, how mm-hmm. did your dad react to that when you read the call? I think he was nervous, honestly. Because when he left, it was war, it was right. poverty, it was. Just everything he was trying to escape. And so me going back, I think it was kind of scary for him. Now that I look back at it, I didn't know that at the time. Right. But yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Like, your dad's fleeing the country and mm-hmm. he called back. And even when we were there, like back just visiting, he he kind of was like anxious the whole time. That is like one of the most meta things ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like Seriously. that is deep stuff. Like to, yeah. to, yeah, the idea of like... I left that place fleeing these bad things and then the son to be to be able to say, I'm going back to the land of my father to help them find Christ. Yeah. Cool. It was it was actually really cool. Yeah. That's do you feel like I'm I'm sure the answer is yes, but did you feel like you didn't fully appreciate what had happened till afterwards when you got home and talked to your dad about the experiences? Oh, absolutely. Like before the mission, I didn't want anything to do with Asia. It being Asian like anything. Like I didn't even know my last name was Vietnamese until I got to the country. Cause I just, I just literally wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> and, uh, and you get there and you're like, Oh, there's other trans. I was like, Tran, Tran, Tran. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's basically Johnson over there. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, that's crazy. Well, so, and how did, how did your mom feel about this? Like how did the rest of the family feel about this? Were they maybe even more excited to have that connection then? Mm-hmm. I think they were super excited about the connection, but my mom was not excited for me to go. <laughs> it was pretty hard for her. Probably harder than anybody. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of that's for the first of the family to yeah. go as well. Yeah. I always yeah. assumed it'd be the, the first to go and the last to go would probably be the most difficult for right. the parents. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like some of this change of allowing elders and sisters to call home once a week, I'm like, it might, it's probably for the moms not for and the moms parents, and dads yeah. than Honestly, actually for the yeah, missionaries. Yeah, because when you're a missionary, you don't even, like, it's, you don't even think about it usually because right. you're right. doing stuff. Right, right. Awesome. Is there any other, any other story before you get out that's unique to you? Anything you want to mention um, that happened or... Like just pre-call, yeah, yeah. pre-call, pre-getting to the MTC, or, pre, or no, pre-getting pre pre to the MTC, yeah. Um, 
Not really. So I guess I'll kind of tell my dad's background a little more because I think it'll come up later. Okay. But so he came over to the States, 78, was adopted by a white family. And then 15 years later, he brought over his biological family from Vietnam. And so they've been here. And um, I guess... It's it's just been kind of interesting because I've had three sides of my family, like my mom's side and then my dad's side and then his biological side. Right. So um, I haven't, up until um, my mission, I hadn't really been able to connect with the Asian side of the family because I I wasn't able to speak their language. I didn't really try, honestly. I didn't put the effort in. Um, Well, you don't understand them, not only language-wise, but culturally you don't. Yeah, you don't don't really, yeah. Exactly. It was so. Yeah, that was kind of the, the picture before leaving. Jeez, this is so deep. I guess so <laughs> we're already <laughs> way deep. We haven't even stepped foot in the MTC. Really, really deep. Um, yeah, this is really exciting. Um, so cool. MTC then, Provo MTC. Yep, Provo. And how was that? How long were you there? And how did you how did you enjoy your stay at the Hotel Provo? <laughs> I think there were things that I liked about it and things that I didn't. Um, I was there for two months. Honestly, it wasn't bad. Like, I just remember, like, being in the gym and the MTC and just looking out the window and being like, there are kids in school right now, and I'm yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to see any of my family or friends for two years. <laughs> and I just remember that hitting me super hard. But, yeah, other than that, the MTC was fine. It was fine. Just yeah. play four square. Oh yeah, lots of four square. Yes, see, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I don't I think I actually yeah. don't think I ever did. But oh, there were people. Dang, there were I people still the there. I was so stoked. Yeah. You got my hopes up. There were still, there were people doing it. Well, no. So seriously, we weren't allowed to play basketball. So what are we gonna? You, no, you could play basketball. You couldn't keep score. So it's like I'm not. Oh yeah. Who cares about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go play a sport in which I know I'm winning <laughs> or losing even. Like, yeah. Okay. Do you remember? Um, so you kind of talked about. We kind of talked about this before we got started, but. Um, it wasn't until like in the MTC they kind of told you like, Hey, you're learning Vietnamese. So you might not be in Cambodia the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, were you in, was your district strictly made of kids going to your mission then? Um, let me think. No. So my, actually my companion <clears throat> in the MTC was going to California Vietnamese speaking. So okay. no. How many other missions are you aware of? If there's a lot of other missions around the world that are Vietnamese speaking, I would assume um, there's New York City's probably got that Toronto something mission right. As well. Yeah, I actually all the Toronto mission did. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I only I only knew the two, the um, Texas and California. That's all I knew. I mean, I don't know about New York City. I was just taking a guess. Yeah. Like, but Toronto, I'm pretty sure because we had if they had like they have like 11 different languages spoken. Wow, mission. crazy, crazy yeah. thing. Texas. Yeah, there's lots of Vietnamese in Texas. How do I always get? <clears throat> I always like wonder how like how people end up. I think where they a do. lot of them. I've never been there, or heard much about it, but I think it's Houston mostly. Interesting. Yeah. Houston, that is weird. Houston, yeah. They call it Houston. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So they, so you did have some of them going there. Were there you learning Vietnamese then? Were was your zone also? Did you have people at least? Were you, did you have, I guess what I'm trying to say, did you have contact with any other elders that were learning um, the language spoken in Cambodia, which Kamai. is what? Kamai. Kamai. Yeah. So yeah, our, our zone had Kamai speaking elders. So they did kind of keep you guys together. To it wasn't like, mm-hmm. 
We've got a district speaking yeah, Vietnamese, yeah. a district speaking French. Like yep. it wasn't. Okay. I think our zone was called the Southeast Asian zone. Okay. So just anybody learning those languages, yeah. Did you guys, did they tell you at all, like here's some phrases in Khmer that might be helpful as well, or you were just strictly Vietnamese? For sure, yeah. There was, a, I think, a couple of days that um, on the tail end of the MTC where they're like, they had a Khmer speaking um, MTC teacher come in. And be like, hey, so this is how you say, where are the Vietnamese people? And like, <laughs> do where you know the Vietnamese, Vietnamese? Yeah, <laughs> literally, that's one of the sentences I, awesome. I learned in the MTC. Was, people in the where are the Vietnamese? Where are they? <laughs> where are those sons of guns? Because, <laughs> yeah, they, they hide like rats in there. Seriously. You got to dig them out. That's something we'll get into then. Do they give you any kind of preparation and say like, hey, there are Vietnamese-speaking people in Cambodia? or mm-hmm. Yeah, so they... There were missionaries that were called just to Cambodia, Vietnamese speaking, because they were not of Vietnamese descent. Um, so basically, I, before 2016, I think is when the Vietnamese mission opened, actually, um, you had to have Vietnamese blood to go into the country as a missionary. To even enter? Yeah. So this is cool. That's like it's pretty cool. It's something to think about though too. That like you were like God's watching you close enough to be like this is how it's gonna happen and work out. Yeah, and Ryan's got to get back there, and this is how Ryan's gonna get there. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. When you think about it, like I've yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. So did they? um, Did you know that? At what point did you realize that you were going to be? I guess. I don't want to say use, but like almost effective in that way that because you did have Vietnamese blood that you were going to be able to actually go in to Vietnam. At what point did you realize that or did they tell you that? So they told us that in the MTC. Um, I, th- I believe, yeah, it was in the MTC because, well, I kind of heard rumors before the MTC. There was a couple of elders that I knew um, that had some association with the mission but yeah, in the MTC is when they really told us that was going to happen. So they like come up to you and they're like, "Hey, I don't know if you knew this, but you're Vietnamese." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, they're um, going to let last you in. Name, by the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "So they're going to let you in?" Like, does that like what basically what happened then? They were just no. Like, hey. So basically, it was if you were white, you were in Cambodia. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it was. So how many other kids were there with you then that also had Vietnamese blood? Um, in my district, there were, um, two others that fast tracked out and then my companion and then I think that's it. The fast track meaning they already spoke the language. Yeah. Well, to an extent. Yeah. Um, so where were they from? Those other two that, that fast tracked, you said Utah, one of them was from Orem. The other one from, uh, oh shoot. Sandy. Draper area. So they uh, they're they're so they already spoke it to some extent. Like they might not have been proficient at mm-hmm. a higher level, right? But they did speak it to some so I'm assuming their family members yeah. immigrated to the US from Vietnam at some point. Yep, exactly. Huh. Yeah, I wonder it's, I don't know. I just like obviously the Lord's calling you and 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 through the apostles they're they're making that choice and making that call. But I wonder like how many people they're actually are coming through the lines that actually have Vietnamese blood that they're actually able to choose from. Right. Yeah, honestly. And there, it was kind of interesting because there was some 
Vietnamese blooded people that went to like California. Right. And it was like super weird. It's like, why would yeah, you just send like, everybody? It's not just a given that, yeah. okay, you're right. Vietnamese yeah. of heritage, like mm-hmm. descent, we're going to send you all to Vietnam. Yeah. Which makes you think, again, back on that, that it's not like, they're not, because like, as a, if you're running it as a business, you would just say, okay, everyone, anyone that has Vietnamese blood, that's where we're, that's we're where they're going. We're just going to send them all there. We're just mm-hmm. going to send them all there, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. And then you start seeing that like, well, no, maybe they don't, the Lord doesn't want them there. Mm-hmm. Right? This really is really interesting. So that, yeah. That's crazy. Um, did you gain any weight in the MTC? You're not a big person, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big person. Not large in stature. No, no. <laughs> um, I, I think I gained like 10 pounds in the MTC <laughs> over two months. <laughs> yeah. I think what? I was like 145 at, or no, 140 at my max in the MTC. Were you starting out to fit and stuff or were you fine or... Uh, I think I was fine. We bought stuff big to kind of prepare. <laughs> Your dad did prepare you for yeah, that. He's, he, like, Listen, he's, like, bud. he's like, don't drink the orange juice. And also here's the stuff. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so how, wait, did we get, I don't know if you answered this yet. You may have just have to repeat it. How long were you in the MTC? Two months. Yeah. Nine weeks. I think it was nine exactly. weeks. Okay. Um, did you ever go stir crazy at any point? At what, at what part of the year were you in the MTC? I entered September 4th, and then I think we left November, yeah. Okay, so you didn't, besides Halloween, I mean, you didn't pass any major holidays. You didn't, you left no. before Thanksgiving, so you mm-hmm. didn't, okay. Yep. Um, any any other story, you got any anything happen in the MTC you want to share, dying to share? Or? <laughs> um, the MTC was fun, honestly, but there wasn't... There was this one elder, right? And uh, <laughs> he... Uh, if you say this elder's name and you want us to bleep it out later, we can. <laughs> can you We've do already that? had to do that for a couple of episodes. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't bad. He just he just went into the computers and he printed off these, like, these flyers for the MTC dance. <laughs> and uh, he went, he, he literally took them to the boxes, the new missionary boxes, and he put them in each box. Like distributed them out, so all the new missionaries are getting this flyer <laughs> about the missionary dance, about finding a date for the missionary dance for the MTC dance, and so it became this huge thing, and it blew up, and we had to get talked to, even though it wasn't me. Um, so wait, was it someone in your district or your companion? Yeah, it was in it was in my zone actually. Oh, I gotcha. How'd they trace it back to you guys? Uh, they just talked to the whole zone about it. They're like, we don't know who it is exactly, but if it's you, like, cut it out. So was there, like, whisperings amongst the zone? Like, did you guys know who it was? Like, yeah. Was this, like, a thought out? And was it, was it like, a pre-planned idea, or was it a spur of the No, I'm pretty thing? sure he was just like, hmm, there's a computer. Like, I think that's funny. <laughs> and then, honestly, yeah, it was funny. They're like, we're getting elders, like, asking sisters out on dance. Like, this Literally, is not it good. was a thing. It was bad. It was really <laughs> so bad. Weird. It was terrible. <laughs> Where did it have I a location? Back. Like, was it going to be in the gym? I think, it was, yeah, it was the gym. Seriously. Cultural I'm pretty hall. sure it was the gym or something. But, yeah, it was... A serious thing. <laughs> I wonder so what funny. the poor new missionaries that are getting it, that are just overwhelmed with what's going on, they're like, oh, now I got to find a date. Like a date. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they're shoot. Like, they're like, in, do I have to ask all fancy like for a, a dance back home? Like, <laughs> am I going to like put Oreos all over the sister's room? Like, <laughs> <laughs> ask you. Like, 
Uh, I gotta find oh, poster shit. board to ask. Yeah, holy cow, dude. That's funny. Yeah. That's that crazy. Yeah, I can imagine them getting upset about that. Yeah, <laughs> I can too. And they did. They did. <laughs> but that's funny. one where they should be able to look back on and laugh. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's pretty like, lighthearted yeah. fun. That's not, like, that's not like an elder sitting on Buddha's head in Thailand. Right. Like, there that's not yeah. like, yeah, that's. Yeah. That's, that's not. Know. There's no sacrilegious. Like, yeah. Like. Entailment, yeah. It's all about good, good hazing, you know, good old fashioned hazing. (laughs) Just a good old welcome to the MTC. Yeah, Yeah. that's funny. That's funny. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else? Then you you were in um, the MTC for two months, so I'm assuming you got to see a few general authorities. Yeah. Um, Any of them stand out to you? Any seeing anyone was that shocking was it fine was it um, just like conference and not a big deal or yeah honestly the only talk i really remember from the mtc or the only speaker i really remember from the mtc was elder godoy carlos godoy yeah yeah he's he was way cool i don't remember what he said but i remember it had a big impact on me and it was cool that's cool no yeah. well, that's the thing sometimes you don't yeah, so you remember how you felt and i yeah. think that's important there's a saying i think that goes along with that really yeah, I think that's like a leadership thing. Like people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made it. Yeah, that's and that's exactly what happened. So that was cool. Good old Elder Godoy. He'll remember. We'll we'll make sure to remind him next time we see him. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're always running into Elder Godoy. You know, yeah, <laughs> he's always walking down here in Kaysville. Oh, so um, is he Brazilian or Mexican? I don't. We'll fact check it right now. He's like from St. George. <laughs> We're stereotyping here. Okay, so we'll we'll hop in. Then anything else you want to touch on on the MTC? Good, bad, ugly, anything in between. Doesn't need to be whatever. Just anything you want to share and, and have memorialized for for posterity or yeah. Honestly, no. I feel like it's either you like the MTC or you don't. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. No, and I think I think it's like you said. Like what? Like you're taken care of. It's yeah. Yeah. He's Peruvian. He's Peruvian. I was in South America. Close. Uh, was, yeah. Um, he he probably hates me if he ever hears this. I'm sorry, Elder Godoy. <laughs> I'm sorry. So let's let's talk real quick then about um you stepping on the plane and heading out then. Do you remember how leaving was? Was it in the middle of the night? What do you remember how long the flight was? Where you're heading to? Anything you can tell us about heading to Cambodia? And when when did you leave? Middle of the night, early morning. Um but yeah, I was kind of I was kind of in a daze because I'd just been doing the same thing over and over for so long, and then all of a sudden you throw in like a four a.m. flight. Right. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I honestly don't remember. I remember like bits and pieces of the airport, and I remember the flight was way long. You remember what? Where did you, what was the? So we. Itinerary? I'm pretty sure we went from uh, Salt Lake to L.A to I believe Japan and then Cambodia. How long were we in Japan? Time. I think it was a quick layover like actually I think it was like like immediate connecting. Have you had you traveled outside the United States pre- uh, previous to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've so, done a couple, yeah, just so were you the experienced stuff. one everyone was looking at? Like, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I don't remember, stuff. honestly. <laughs> I can figure this out. Like, I know Japanese. Like, oh, yeah, I can speak <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's McDonald's. <laughs> yelled, yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly don't remember that, to be honest. No, no, that's good. That's fine. That's so you went to Japan and then to Cambodia. 
Yeah. Anything stick out then when you land in Cambodia? Anything, your, your first impressions, first feelings about getting there? Um, yeah. When I first landed, I thought it was going to be just huts and straw and dirt. And it was, but not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. And then I think a lot of people, when they step off the plane, just getting hit by that humidity. Yeah. Yeah. And that was smells. a big one. Oh, yeah. Smelled just great. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was the first couple things that I remember. How many of there were you? Um, I think there was 14 of us. That's that a big were, group. That is a huge that's group. A yeah, big group. It was a big group. You guys, that, that's less worrisome than like hopping on a plane with like just one other person. Yeah, like, dude, we're screwed like, if we get like, lost. What's going on? But like fourteen yeah. of you guys are like, at least yeah. we can handle. Like, we'll take on whoever comes at us. Like, yeah. there's fourteen of us. Yeah, exactly. So, who's there picking you up? Um, it was the APs. No mission president. Um, yeah, the mission president. Was it? No, he he was there. Yeah, okay. he was there. And then we got loaded in vans. Always. Taken to the mission home. Um, did he, did your mission president then have interviews with you guys as you got there to get to know? No, you? so it was like the middle of the night. So we we went to sleep first, and then I think the first thing that morning was the interviews. At least and he then, came to meet you, even in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. So the mission home was it an actual house? Was it an apartment? What was it? It was a house. Yeah. Yep. Nice house. Nice for Cambodia. Yeah, like way nice for Cambodia. They have carpet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this thing had carpet, yeah. You're like, holy cow. So you had um, carpet, washing machines, crazy. Jeez Louise. You're like, they're not hanging clothes out bad. <laughs> Seriously. It's incredible. Uh, this is probably a good time to introduce your mission president then. You want to talk about him a little bit and yeah. what he did, where is he from? Yeah, President David C. Moon. He's actually just from Alpine. Um, and he, from what I understand, he was into some tech stuff. And then got pretty well off that way. Sold one it? thing, made a billion exactly. dollars. Yeah, something like that. The old tech story, invented yeah. some app, yep. scanned a QR code. Yeah, <laughs> he's cool. Yeah. So did he have any previous ties to Cambodia or Vietnam? He uh, he served his mission in Thailand, Okay, so, so pretty close. General area. Yep. Okay. What was his name again? David C. Moon. David C. President C. Moon. Okay. Yep. Okay. What were your initial impressions? He initial impressions were, uh, I want to say I was so jet lagged and stuff that I was just like, this is cool, but that's basically it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so he did then the next day, did he interview you? Yep. He did. Uh, do you remember that being long? Do you remember what he said? Any, anything going on there? Cause I, in most time mission presence, when you get there, they'll interview you and try to figure out like, okay, yeah. maybe I'll put you with this trainer or this mm-hmm. or that. Um, it may have been limited with you already yeah. knowing where you're going to go, but yeah, actually I didn't know where I was going to go cause there was a chance you could be in Cambodia, like stay there the whole time. Like if you felt like it or go to Vietnam. So yeah, you just kind of had the option of both where mm-hmm. Caucasian kids were just stick, yeah. stuck in Cambodia. Yep. So yeah, he, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I'm pretty sure he was like, you know, picture what kind of missionary you want to be at the end of your mission, that kind of whole thing. And then strive for that. Like, just make that your goal. And then I'm pretty sure, yeah, and then that was, that's all I remember. And then just the hug at the end. That's cool. Yeah. How about uh, 
sister. I've already forgotten. Moon. Sister, moon. Yeah. I want to say snow. <laughs> Close. Close. Sound like sister that. Sister sun. Sister, <laughs> sister moon. How is she? She is the sweetest lady. She's really nice. Um, do you do you remember feeling like? Do you remember feeling like at any point that these were just? Because I remember feeling this with my first mission president. I'm like, this guy's like spiritual giant like he's gonna blow yeah. me up with his spirituality yeah like, just yeah. incredible yeah i was actually super intimidated now that you say that just because he was <laughs> he was he's tall like he's a big guy and uh yeah spiritual super spiritual good, good. very was, serious and in later in your mission did did that rub any other missionaries the wrong way or they all pretty much get along with them not that i remember um i didn't see him a lot because i was in vietnam for most of my mission so, yeah, I didn't. I haven't. I didn't really hear anything about it. Was he more of a Joseph Smith or a Brigham Young? He's <laughs> probably a mix of both. I don't know. <laughs> he was more of a. We kind of joked around about that. Oliver Cowdery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our mission president was very much a Brigham Young, very strict, like getting stuff done. Yeah. He was kind of both. Like I said, like okay. he he was very business, but at the same time, he was loving and cool. kind of a yeah. good mix. Yeah. Do you remember that first meal you had then? In the mission, did they make you something like authentic, or were they just like here's some burgers? Like we know it's been long, or do you even remember that? I don't remember that. And you're just jet lagged. There, we did, you. we did have a meal, but I don't remember what it was. Well, you must have not hated it. You didn't hate it. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm pretty sure it was a home cooked. Like she cooked it there meal. Right. Pleasantly mediocre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm pretty it, sure it was, it was great, Sister Moon. I promise. Yeah, it was great. I promise. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So at what point do you know which, to which area you're going and who you're with? Um, so uh, that after the interviews were done, we kind of gathered in like a room or whatever. And uh, we were assigned right there. I think it was on the wall. Like there was a wall of like our faces and who we were going to be with and what area. And, he, and this, that was it? That was it. In the first um, area. But yeah, I had to, it was actually kind of weird because I had to wait for my companion to come over from Vietnam because he had some travel issues. So I did pair up, I had to be in a tripanion ship with um, my MTC companion. No, no, no. With the, one of the others that was fast-tracked. So it was kind of cool they see him, but then, and his companion. So I was in Cambodia with them for like a day or two before my companion came over, my trainer. How was that? I was about to say, I would imagine that being rough. Like, just it was. My area, it like, was rough. Seriously. Because like, you're like, I'm not even a real missionary yet. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Walking? So you walked around with two people, like, just as like a the third, like, third wheel, like yeah. little mm-hmm. third wheel. You're like, exactly. I can't talk to these people. Mm-hmm. I don't know it what's was, going on. It was crazy. So, right, like that night, they gave me a bike, they gave me a helmet, and then. Uh, keep up. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, my uh, the elder that got fast tracked. His companion had like this huge, like some kind of bar or something. And he was carrying back from the mission home. I don't know if it was a package or what, but um, he was carrying it. And I'm like, how is he doing that? Riding his bike in this traffic, in this heat, and he's like <laughs> just got this huge thing with him. And then I'm barely str- like barely keeping up with him. I like I'm trying not to lose him to like get lost in this crazy country. And yeah, it was just crazy first impression like i was overwhelmed <laughs> like bad you know what you know what might be nice about that though the physical exertion of it is that 
physical tiredness has to at least keep you mentally off of everything. So your, yeah. your mind is probably stressed, yeah. but at the same yeah. time, like having to be like, don't die on this bike. Don't <laughs> die on this bike. Like, so hot. Not to worry. So did you have any lessons in Vietnamese or were they all Cambodian or uh, gosh, dang it. Khmer, yeah. Khmer. Yeah. Picking Honestly. up on the Vietnamese, right? Um, I don't remember picking up on anything actually. Like I felt, like I was proficient leaving the MTC, not the case, <laughs> not at all. I think most missionaries yeah, were you able to say that. anything yeah. like "hi"? Like how do you say "hi" in Vietnamese? You just say "xin chào" is like the polite way to say it. Xin chào. Xin chào. Yeah. What's the what's the casual way of saying? It's the chào. You just drop the xin. Oh, yeah. So at least you said that. I'm sure, right? <laughs> Barely, because <laughs> the Cambodian people, the Cambodian people speaking Vietnamese, they have like this crazy like accent like i i compare it to like deep deep south america like south united states right and um yeah it was so hard for me to pick up like their khs would be phs and like that's like a weird thing to change like yeah it was really weird languages are so interesting and the way they evolve and change depending on regions i think is fascinating it really is it's difficult and obviously frustrating yeah but it's still fascinating in that way then do you remember We've mentioned this with other people, but I think, but memory in humans is linked to their ability to communicate linguistically. Mm-hmm. So did that, were those two days just a blur then as far as memory? Does anything yeah, stand out outside of overwhelmingly I'm, just being like walking in places, didn't understand anything, bike to another place, yep, don't understand anything? Yep, I believe that. That's actually, I never thought about that, but that's, I believe that because those two days were basically blurs now that I look back actually. Were those two elders American? Yeah. So that was nice. That is nice because that would have been even another level mm-hmm. overwhelming if you're like, I can't yeah. speak to them. Yep. <laughs> yep. But until I got my Khmer, like Cambodian Vietnamese companion who I couldn't speak with. So is that your trainer? trainer? Your trainer? Yeah. My That's trainer awesome. was straight out of Cambodia speaking Vietnamese, didn't speak English. So that was fun. So he was able to go to Vietnam though. Your first area was in Vietnam? Yeah. Yep. What There's lots to get into here. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, where? Where, yeah. where physically were you? Um, so the first area after my trainer picked me up was in Ho Chi Minh City, formerly Saigon. Yeah. So Jeff, I know, I know that name. Did like, you? holy cow. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> right on. So did you travel by bus? Was it by plane? Yep. So um, if you go to Ho Chi Minh, that's by an eight-hour bus ride. And then Hanoi is like a two-and-a-half-hour plane ride. Yeah. Jeez Louise. So you jump on the bus with your companion you can't mm-hmm. speak with. Yep. Saddle up for eight hours. Yep. Literally. I I don't even I'm pretty sure we tried communicating. Right. And like, oh, this is what we're gonna do. And, and then within like, five minutes it became yeah. very apparent he's yep. like this guy can't this, talk. this isn't working, dude. Like no small talk going on here. <laughs> so can't so and that was the first elder he was training, so that was Was yeah. he was he I don't know if you ever found this out because yeah. obviously you didn't find it out the first weeks with him. Yeah. But like was he able to go to Vietnam because he was also Vietnamese? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he his yeah, he had Vietnamese descent. So if he would have just been Cambodian, Cambodian, mm-hmm. like with no Vietnamese blood, he would not have been able to go into Vietnam to proselyte. That's yeah, that's Okay. Yep. Interesting. Jeez Louise. What was his name? His name was Elder Sovi Lim. Sovi Lim, not Tran. No, not Tran. His he had a Cambodian name, actually, yeah. Did he like did he like at any point like when he met you, did he think like, oh, 
sweet. And then like, like oh, realize yeah. like, oh crap, this kid doesn't. <laughs> no, he, I don't know. I should have asked him. Like, were you? Yeah, I should have asked him. But I don't think so. How long were you with him? I was with him for two transfers. So then, actually that, three. Sorry, two, three transfers. But I think the new thing is to have. There's the training program they have you guys go through for twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure because that wasn't standard when we were gone. Yep. So like, I was with my trainer for one transfer. Really? And then now we didn't have any kind of training. Like. Yeah. He trained me the way he thought I needed to be trained. There was no like yeah, legitimate yeah. standardized like this is how Jeez, you do yeah. missionary work. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it's like, it wasn't like we were like, you know, back in the old days, like just get out there and be a missionary. Like yeah. it was still really organized, but like even now they've like upped it to another level of like, yeah. So I didn't even well, know the training program. That. Yeah. There's a 12 week training program. Yeah. That's when I was, I, it's probably changed now, but yeah, it was minus 12 weeks, two transfers. Did you have DVDs you'd watch with that or? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they were all in English, so he, and it was he the, really didn't know what he was showing me. Was it the district? Yeah. Yep. District, the second one in San Diego or the first one in Texas? Pretty sure we watched both of them. I didn't even know there was one in San Diego. I, There's a new one in San Diego. It's actually on the Mormon channel, formerly called the Mormon channel formerly. on YouTube. Now the Church of Jesus Christ channel. <laughs> channel. Sure. Church of Jesus Christ channel. Yeah, anyways, like that. Yeah, I actually met, I ran into Elder Walkenhorst from the first district oh, no way. one time at BYUI. <laughs> and I thought he was like a famous person. My wife thought I was an idiot. This is before we were married. And she's like, why do you think that guy's cool? He's like, he was on the district. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows it. Stand. I was like, listen, I watched him. Like, he was a newbie. He, he, was, like, he was in the MTC like yeah, me. Yeah, he's like, look at him. Anyways, yeah. that was funny. Okay, so, um, I don't know. Do you want to talk more about that training program? Well, yeah, so... so I mean, is that just an extra hour of study in the morning or are there other different things you guys were doing? <sighs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just an extra hour. We didn't yeah. do a lot of it because most of it was in English right. and he didn't know like how to do it, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> so you watched cool. a couple of them? <laughs> yeah. So we we'd watch stuff and we'd try to talk about stuff. And, like, fill out whatever he wanted. Like, yeah. So the hard thing about this and why I'm laughing is, like, my trainer was from El Salvador. Yeah. And I didn't speak much Spanish, but he spoke a little bit of English. But even if I would have gotten a kid that spoke no English, yeah, Spanish and English aren't that far apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we think about it that they are, but they're not. Yeah. But English and Vietnamese. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that. there's no cognates. Like, a cognate is a word. In one language that looks and sounds like the word in the other language and is that word, right? So mm-hmm. a good example of that is like carro in Spanish is car, okay, right? That's yeah. a cognate. Yeah. There are no cognates for you in Vietnamese. Yeah. Like there's no, unless they say like McDonald's. Anyways, like. McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless they say something like that, like there's nothing you can do. You're yeah. just like pointing at things. I'm sure mm-hmm. just like, uh, yeah. It oh was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we when I first got there, we were in a house, like an apartment with eight elders total because they were they were in the process of like moving apartments because the contract expired or whatever and they were trying to find a new one so yeah this is a scout camp right here it was literally there's gotta be some tomfoolery going around (laughs) yeah i didn't know about it though because i was (laughs) i was in bed at like whatever time they were supposed to be in bed and i think so cambodia was 9 30 and then vietnam was the normal 10 30 was when you're supposed to be asleep. How was your trainer then? He's a pretty obedient kid. Set a good example for you. Yeah, honestly, he I love Elder Lim, and that's one of the reasons why because he was a, like a stud. Very cool. That's awesome. So was he pretty patient with you? Could you tell that he was getting frustrated because of the language barrier? Like what? <laughs> yeah, I could tell. It was almost like I've compared him to my dad before. Okay. 
because my dad came over when he was 12, speaking Vietnamese and some Chinese and then learning English. And then his like, like English is not his first language, but then Vietnamese is also like not there. So like him trying to communicate sometimes he kind of, you can kind of see he's frustrated and he gets angry. Right. Dude, so I, yeah. I feel like we should be really good friends, and it makes sense <laughs> why you're friends with my brother. Like, my, I tell my mom this all the time about my dad, yeah, because English is not my dad's first language, but he didn't learn Spanish past a 12 year old, right? Yeah, and so an there's times, an there's times, conundrum. well, there's yeah. times where I see, I see him thinking about things, mm-hmm. and you can tell he knows what he wants to yeah. say, yeah, yeah, but he can't, yeah, he can't formulate it in either way, yeah. But even while talking to him in Spanish sometimes, and even at 12 year old Spanish, like he can actually formulate what he's trying to say easier yeah. that way, yeah. And it's like yeah, weird because it's, it's like, dude, you speak English a lot I better, than you have innate. no accent, yeah, yeah. but that's. But that's funny. That's funny. You and that's why for me, I feel like I'm able to connect with my dad better now. Yeah, like because sure. I know Central American now. I'm able to go back and do that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's like you start having more empathy. You're like, I yeah. used to think my dad was like weird and different. And then you go down there, yep. like, no, he's just like all these other people. Exactly. Like that's, it's like this. I relate to that. Yeah. That's, so yeah. did you pick up a lot of cultural cues? Like, oh, this is very similar to what my dad was doing, or, or even with food. Like, did your dad ex- like, expose you guys to Vietnamese food? He tried. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I like I said, I wanted nothing to do with it. So was that I didn't was have that like, to do with it? Was that like a product of living in really Caucasian Utah, or like why did you not? Um, I don't know. I just growing up, I didn't ever want to be different. I guess right. I didn't want to stand out. You know, it's a pretty normal kid thing. Kind of growing up, yeah. You want to just fit in and be an Asian in a predominantly Caucasian um, environment. You don't want to draw attention to that. So I didn't. Did that? At what point in your mission did that mindset change? Because I feel like now you're you're okay with that and embrace that. Yeah, um, I just I think I just kind of like what you're saying, connecting with what your dad came from, and kind of connecting with my dad's hometown, the people he literally the streets he walked, right. the people he talked to, like his family over there. Like it was like there was one day where I got really emotional about it. It was really cool, um, but yeah, it just kind of. It just kind of hit me that like. Well, jump to that story. Don't worry about going chronologically. Yeah, tell us yeah. that story. Like what? What's no, going it was. Um, it was just just a normal day. I was just walking around with my companion. We we're just trying to like, because um, we couldn't contact over there. Couldn't wear name tags either. So we just go up and talk to people, and just see how their day was going. You know, and um, like one of them just really reminded me of my dad, and it was just like crazy cool to me to see that he came from this like he escaped and he like came to america from nothing like built this family built this company or whatever and i was just so proud of him like it was so cool to me that's awesome yeah it was fun that's awesome so so talk to us a little about the work then. So obviously missionary work's a little bit different over there if you mm-hmm. can't contact, you're not in your name tags. Because yep. you're still white shirts and slacks? I mean, yep, what? white shirts, ties, slacks. Um, we basically looked like students. Everyone thought we were students because that's what they were over there. Um, well, especially with you having blood, it's not like you don't, like you probably fit in to some extent. Like, mm-hmm. right, you're just I, walking around and... Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. And it happened for my companion, even though it's kind of a funny story we were contacting... Um, and there was this dude, he was trying to contact 
And he's like, are you dumb or something? Because <laughs> he couldn't speak Vietnamese. Yeah. Um, he was, he was um, from Utah, couldn't speak Vietnamese. And the dude was literally like, are you stupid? Like, <laughs> and he's like, Don't mind my friend here. He yeah. is dumb. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but I got lucky because my mom's Korean. And so I'm pretty, like, from what I hear, I'm, I don't know for sure, but I got more of the Korean side. And so instead of the, like, are you dumb? They're like, oh, cool. This Korean dude's trying to learn Vietnamese. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> so they I was re- lucky that they way. They recognize that then. Yeah. Yep. And they jump straight to Korean. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Korean. Yeah. yeah. And you're that's like, cool. how do you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. I was elder Korean in some areas. Because it was just, yeah. It was funny. That's awesome. Another cool thing is um, you get a new name when you serve in Vietnam. Like a new, because they can't say English last names, so you get to choose like elder blank or elder whatever you know, a Vietnamese word. So does the last mission name. president give you the options, like, or is that your first? Um, or how does so that, it, if they have like a paper to like these are the yeah, list of no, names. Right. So like, it, yeah. that was at the tail end of the MTC where that happens. Is they they kind of have a quote unquote naming ceremony. What the? That's cool. Yeah, so it's cool, but um, mine ended up. Not working out because there was another elder with my same name. You get all hyped about it. You're like, I like, I didn't like it. It wasn't that much. Like, I didn't (laughs) like it that much anyway. But yeah, so I ended up just going by Elder Tran because it was already Vietnamese. Yep. Oh, so they were fine with that then? Yeah. Yeah. But we had that issue in our mission in Brazil, like any natives, because there's a bazillion elder costas. So we'd have Elder Ehi Costa, Elder Essi Costa, (laughs) Elder Ami Costa. Like, there was always that. Yeah. Huh. To, to differentiate. I guess we had four Lopez's at one point. And there was Holy no differentiation. Yeah. Like you didn't do like a first initial with it? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I just remember being, oh, there was Mexican Elder Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> like that's legit. There was Elder Lopez from Utah. There was Elder Lopez from Honduras. Like yeah. I just remember being like where they're from. Okay. Yeah. I was with cool. Mexican Elder Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Interesting. What was the name? Yeah, out of curiosity. What was the name you did pick? Um, so I it was, I, so my grandpa before I left, he's like, you can have this name, and it was Foop, which is like everything in Vietnamese is like prosperity and fortune. Yeah, so yeah. basically, yeah. And I didn't end up going with that because, um, yeah, there it was. It's spelled P H U C. Oh, so I was like, mm. and then there <laughs> they were was like, a, I don't love this. <laughs> and then there, yeah. So in the MTC, they gave me other min, M I N H, and that's the one that the other other had. Oh, what does that mean? Min. So min can be like Tolman, which is like intelligent, smart. Yeah. And you're like, that doesn't fit me. And I was like, no, nope, that passed. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, let's yeah. not do that. That's and the, cool. Yeah, they normally don't do like Tran because that's a super common last name. Everyone's either Tran, Wing, or Fam. Yeah. But I was lucky because I was the only person that went by other Tran at that time. That's awesome. So so let's hear about the work. So like I said, them, and, and, and do they talk about in the, that in the MTC? Obviously, like, hey, we're not going to be mm-hmm. proselyting like we normally do. And what mm-hmm. was what was like a normal day for you then with with the actual work? So a lot of our stuff was through members because they could introduce their friends, bring them to church. We could wear name tags at church, introduce ourselves as missionaries. Um, basically, it was just us going from member to member, 
trying to work with them through referrals. And then we had a couple pretty effective English classes that we would teach because um, everyone over there wants to learn English. And if you're learning from a native speaker, even better. Right. Like, because they charge out the wazoo for that over from there. From Elder Korean, they're like, yeah. And they're just yeah, double whammy right there. <laughs> no, yeah. But that was, it's basically, we would either visit members, try to go contacting, invite people to English class, or um, just in lessons. So, so with your contact, you're going up and just saying, hey, how are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. And then you wait. I mean, is there a specific thing that they have to say before you can go in? Yeah, what yeah, can... yeah, exactly. So, so you're they, like just hoping that yeah, they're going to say We're kind of like leading Jesus, into please. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if they talk about Jesus, then we can talk about Jesus. You're in. You're yeah. like, so so, yeah. what, was, so uh, what was a normal contact for you guys then? Just like, how's your day? Yeah, we're just like, hey, like, what are you doing around here? Basically, just like trying to, we would, we would come up with like cues and stuff that would like, um, kind of help us lead into the what we wanted to. Give us a few examples then. Um, like, for example, there was a lot of people that would they would talk to us about the movie Noah came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we're like, Crow. Yeah, yeah, I haven't actually seen it. Neither I either. haven't either, but, but yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, every, we had a lot of people come from that, um, just talking like, do they have a new movie Noah? Like, crazy, huh? You guys would ask <laughs> that? Like, Huh? You oh, no, no, no. They that? would ask us oh, because. Okay, okay. Yeah, because it was super popular over there. <laughs> what the heck? Because it wasn't very popular here. Yeah, yeah. So I don't remember it. Yeah. So it was, then it goes into that, and you can be like, well, actually, you know, mm-hmm. we're. And then we couldn't say missionary. Okay. Um, but we could be like, we can like either invite them to English class and be like, we can tell you more there, or like we can meet at the church and we can tell you more there. Like, but yeah, because we wanted. Even though it probably wasn't as strict as we made it out to be, we didn't want to step on any toes. Well, going that's too far. because of like the the example of the the elders in Russia. Mm, yeah. So it just happened when they were yep. teaching their unsanctioned English class. Yeah. That was yep. that was permissible in your guys' mission that you could have yep. an English class. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they came into the church, you could start talking yep. about. If they were in our building. We had them, yep. I'm also not convinced, too, that they might have been following within rules and Russia was just, like, being a bunch of jerks and, like, oh, yeah, get them out of here. Russia. <laughs> I was going to ask, I, but I like what you said, like, the weight of, you don't want to screw this up. Yeah. Like, Vietnam hasn't been opened mm-hmm. to us in any way So you guys whitewashed a country, basically. Yeah. Did your mission president, like, who, 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 like... Who kind of shared with you the, the the seriousness or, like, kind of made clear to you, like, how careful you have to be? Was or that, was that an implied and I self? think, yeah, I think that was more implied because there were rumors of, I think it was Weininger, actually, that um, got kicked out of Vietnam because he came in with something and then, um, like, too much material or something, and then he wasn't allowed back in for the duration of his time. His time, though. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know if that was true, but that's what we heard. Maybe that was something they told us to just to. They like made it up. They're like, yeah, about it. part of that mission lore. That <laughs> yeah, you yeah, about. exactly. Like, so yeah. do you know if the mission president was doing anything on his end, or was that something that was left to area authorities, or do you know? Um, I'm sure he was, but honestly, I, I, th- this is from my perspective. This right. could be totally wrong, but I think his focus was more Cambodia, right. um, just because that's the bigger beast. At that time, like they right. had two new stakes made over there, and over over in Vietnam were just three branches. Like 
in all of the Vietnam. priority, I don't think. In yeah. all of Vietnam or mm-hmm. just in all of Vietnam. So how many how many missionaries oh. were in Vietnam compared to Cambodia? So there were I don't I think the Khmer program had maybe a hundred and something. Okay. I wanna say like I don't remember exact numbers, but I, and then in Vietnam when I was there, I think there was twelve of us at the beginning. Was it all elders or were there sisters in Vietnam? There were sisters too, yep. Okay. Um yeah. Were all of you just in um, Ho Chi Minh? Am I, I'm probably yeah, no, saying that was it perfect. wrong. I'm sorry. No, that was perfect. Or, or, or was everyone there in that city then? No. So it was, there's two er- there were two areas at that time. There was Ho Chi Minh and then uh, Hanoi at the top, the Hanoi. north capital. The north capital, right? Ah, oh, geez, I forgot. About that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there yeah, happened to be an issue. At some yeah. So, point. Yeah. so was yeah. there was there any lingering like distrust of Americans? Like, did you have to combat that at all? Where people, mm-hmm. when they found out that you were not Korean but American, was there? I didn't feel that. Okay. Um, to be honest, I'm trying to think really hard. I don't think. Yeah, I didn't feel any of that. Um. What stands out to you then about being in that famous city? Like that is such, like, again, we talked about like our ignorance kind of jokingly, but like we know we've all heard Saigon. We've all heard (laughs) Ho Chi Minh city. Like we've heard of this place. Mm -hmm. Like what are your first impressions of it? And like, how did it live up to those, whatever expectation you had of it? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just walking these streets that are just, I don't know, famous, infamous, however you want to put them, but yeah. just historical, I guess. Yeah. Um, honestly, I just, I didn't really think about that when I was there. Looking back, now I can see and kind of feel that. But when I was there, it was just kind of my area, you know? Like we're here. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So let's talk, we're still with your first companion. What kind of success or what kind of things did you see that whole time? I mean, it, it it seems like there'd be a lot if you're just going and talking to people mm-hmm. all day. Yeah, it seems like that could get old. Yeah, and maybe it didn't, for <laughs> you, but like that just seems like yeah. if you're not actually able to get into houses. Yeah, and were I mean were they receptive to you coming up and talking? Was that was that a pretty culturally normal thing, or were you guys like weird? Like, why are these people coming up and talking to me randomly? It depended on I think person to person. Okay, um, there's I think age as well. Um, if you were to go up to someone younger, obviously they'll be more willing to talk cause they'll be like, Oh my gosh, you speak like fluent English. What the heck? Right. Like, yeah, let's talk. And then as opposed to like an old person who's more timid anyway, kind of keeps to themselves trying to break, break down that barrier was pretty tough. Um, so, so, so yeah. I'm, I'm still very fascinated by the contact and like trying to get them to say, mm-hmm. so could you say like, Hey, we, we, we speak English by the way. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. well, you know, we can actually teach you how to speak English. Yeah. Like, uh, that was kind of our last thing because we would try to get them to talk about Jesus as much as possible. Okay. And then if it didn't lead into like an actual lesson, like how would hear you meet lead us at them the church. To Jesus? How would you lead them to talk about Jesus? Um, besides Russell Crowe. <laughs> besides Russell Crowe. Yeah. We owe him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Crowe, you have no <laughs> idea so the church. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was kind of, I guess, I don't even remember. It was just kind of really natural. I felt like it was natural. It probably was really weird. 
But like, um, I think like, as a missionary, you're kind of oblivious. Well, that's yeah. what I, I just think about my own conversation with just random humans. If I went in the yeah. street, like to be like, it'd almost be like a game of like, get this person talking about Jesus, but you can't mention Jesus. Right? Yeah. Like that would be hard. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it was, um, if, if an old person opened up to you, then they would really open up to you and they'd talk about their family and we hear family and it's like, bam, right. like, wow. Wouldn't you like to like see your family like again? And then they can it can kind of go from that, um, and then, yeah. And then, like, what's what's the predominant religion? Is it is it Christian based? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Uh, predominantly is Buddhist. Okay. And then there's actually a lot of Catholics. Okay. Yep. So 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 like Christian concepts were pretty well known then. That was um, for the most foreign. part, person to person. Like there was still some weird things that they'd heard about. That, yeah, just some weird doctrine, false doctrine. Like what? About the church specifically or just about Christianity? Christianity. They didn't know nothing about the church, okay. basically. Yep. What did, what did they think sometimes about Christianity that was off? Um, Just about there was always like the Godhead and Mother Mary. Like we'd always, that was a big one. Is like they'd always try to pray to Mary. Like, yeah, that was a big one we'd have to correct. Um, But other than that, it was pretty smooth. Um, so we talked to, if I can remember quickly or remember correctly, we talked to Emily Smith who served in Thailand Mm -hmm. and she said that Buddhists were really receptive to learn about other religions Yeah, and very easy to talk. And they said like, yeah, Buddha said to learn about all religions and such. So you didn't find that that was an issue then? No, they'll, they'll hear. There's actually a Vietnamese, um, born religion called Gaudai. And uh, that religion basically just takes whatever they want from other religions, and that's their religion. <laughs> like, they just have pieced together. Pot. You yeah, should give exactly. them the Book of Mormon be like, take this. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> and then there's something might happen. Yeah. But, yeah. Yep, it was pretty cool um, to learn about. So could you take us through, like, a normal street contact in Vietnamese? Like in in the language, yeah. Just just like your normal introduction, and then say that you're a missionary. I know it's obviously that you didn't do that in your street contacts, but I just yeah. am curious to hear like a normal introduction. And you know, I'm a so just like hi, I'm right. a missionary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like hi, how are you doing? Or what like, how are you doing? What you normally somebody. would approach someone. We're not gonna know what the hell. Okay, you're saying. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you're like, um, hello would be Jiao, and then you go usually Ban Kui Kham. It's like, hey, are you, how are you? And then uh, you could be like. That's like, I'm a missionary. And then it was kind of weird because because there was two different areas, there was two different accents. So you'd have to pick early on which accent you chose because the north is really harsh and really like heavy. And the south is super smooth and like molasses thrown up a little bit. But yeah, like I'll try to do... Like northern's like Zhao, and then the south's like Huh. Like the the north would turn the Y's into Z's. Super weird. Huh. So was I mean, and you said that was kind of talked about and known early on. Mm-hmm. Would you try to do both? Would you try to adapt if you were serving? Yeah, that's Hanoi? what. I, yeah, um, I think it kind of hurt me because I was one of the ones that didn't choose early on. <laughs> I kind of picked one and I was like, no, I kind of like the other one. Um, but I knew my family was Southern um, because 
I've I found out where they were from. I kind of went with Southern. Did you happen to serve in the same area that your dad was from? Um, I, um, the area covered it, but we never went in there cause there wasn't anything to do, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, anything you want to touch on then still with that first companion, any, again, I think I asked this, but any like kind of successes that you were having mm-hmm. any, any stories then from there that you want to talk about before we jump into getting your next companion? Um, it was a hot so hot. Yeah, so that's the thing. Yeah. I had a companion do that. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember, like, especially again, those first transfers. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Right. It's hot, and you're just like, yep. I don't know what's going Like, I'm just They were, like, yeah. into some deep doctrine stuff, and there's a ton of words I didn't know, so I literally just zoned out. And uh, I remember just, like, being out. How would you tell someone to bear your testimony like in Vietnamese? What did he say to you? He's just like, Tungman, or Nam uh, di. It's like, and you like knew that you're like, oh, I know oh, that one. No. Uh. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, the one, the one word I understood was you. Like, how, 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 uh, how do you say Joseph Smith then? Uh, <laughs> like, does it translated? Like, what do you guys say for him? So you say, um, in the north, be Zosep Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Zosep Smith. <laughs> yeah, and then in the north, the the Z would be. So and and one one other thing, first impression. So you kind of retaliated against um, Asian culture and food. So how was the food when you got there? Terrible when I got there. So you really had a rough time with it. Yeah, one of the first things. Are I, you a picky eater in general? Yeah. Okay. Um, the first thing I did on P day after emailing was uh, just went to the grocery store, got a huge thing of bacon. Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and that's the all comfort I ate. Foods. That's all I ate for like the first two transfers, seriously. It was yeah, it was fun. So with with meals, did you eat in members' homes? Did you guys just out and about picking up food at restaurants? Yeah, lots of food? lots of member home meals. Um, lots of street food. I think it's like a meal a street like an actual good street food meal over there is like a buck. Like super good. So what 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 are some general dishes? Like what's a normal so there's um, a couple of rice dishes. There's, um, you know, pho. Yeah. yeah. Pho's the so noodle good. dish. Super good. Oh, Do they my eat gosh. that year round? I mean, because I, I never realized how, like, that you're in a hot climate and then yeah. you're eating yeah. a very hot broth that's spicy yep. as well. Yep. Oh, yeah. They'll eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Seriously. Yeah. They love that stuff over there. They drink it. Um, and then there's a there's a dish called gumsung, and that's like, Pork, like barbecued pork with rice, and um, that one's really good. Yeah, that, that, one good. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And then Bum Tit Nung is one of the more popular vermicelli noodles with pork and the egg roll and whole nine yards. Pretty good. That's good. But at first you didn't like that stuff. No. I literally, I yeah, I almost threw up a couple of times when we went out to eat. <laughs> a lot of it, I think, was not knowing exactly what was in the food. And so then your mind kind of plays yeah, tricks on you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, they say it's one thing, but is it? Like, right, yeah. yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, interesting. So how long do you think it took you to warm up for that? Um, I don't know if there was probably three months as soon as I realized how expensive bacon was. <laughs> <laughs> Funds are running out. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. 
Anything else you want to touch on with that first companion then? Um, I'm no. not saying his name because I don't remember. No, Elder Lim, great Elder guy. Lim. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to mention about him or any, any experiences or anything? Um, no, not really. He's just a really great trainer. I was his only trainee, so. Three transfers and you're moving on. Are you still yep. junior companion at this point when you get transferred then? Yeah, I think and so. Who do you go with at that point? So at that point, I went with... Oh my gosh! I oh my gosh! What in the world? I stayed in my area, but I can't remember for the life of me who I went with. There's only ten of you, so there can't be a lot to choose from. Literally, just go through every single person (laughs) that was in the apartment with you, and it was probably one of them. Do you do you remember being overwhelmed, like being in charge of the area, like you're the guy showing this person around? Yeah, that was very overwhelming. Um, but who the crap? We'll just call yeah. him Elder it's gonna Question come Mark. To you in a It'll come. It we'll will start, come to start, me. Let's start talking. Can you picture the face at all, or you just... Yeah, I can. Oh, I can definitely. I just can't remember. <laughs> we won't let him listen to this, because then he'll be offended. He'll he be will like, be. Who's your favorite like, companion? What the crap, dude? How long were you with him, and then how do you... Do you remember, mm-hmm. is he American? Is he... Yeah, he's he was uh, native. Again. A and Cambodian native or a Vietnam Vietnamese native, native this okay. time. Okay. Yep. So and how how were those differences then between a Cambodian Vietnamese mm-hmm. companion and then just a straight Vietnamese companion? So I remember actually being really excited because at this point, like my language is still terrible, and my Cambodian Vietnamese speaking companion couldn't really help me because his accent was super Cambodian. So I remember being really excited to have an actual Vietnamese speaking proper. Um, companion. So I was really excited about that. And um, how did that turn out then? Do you feel like you did learn a lot through him or from him? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was probably the turning point in my language was when that happened. Stuff started and clicked mm-hmm. and getting mm-hmm. phrases and things put together. Yep. Um, same area then, same kind of thing yep. as far as finding people and such. Um, yep. How many people were you getting to these English lessons? There were some times when we had like... Upwards of like 60-ish people in there. Holy cow. Did you guys have any sort of formal program for teaching it? Because I remember in Brazil, yeah. like <laughs> we taught English classes, but we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. No way to explain the, how to learn a language. We'd be like, the. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know why this is like this. Yeah, I was, just say it like this. Yes. Um, yeah, they, we had kind of little printouts, Okay. Um, but that was it. It was super loose kind of just do whatever you want kind of thing. And I remember realizing how much English I didn't know when I was teaching it. (laughs) Right, right. Because they'd ask me, and I'd be like, honestly, I'm so sorry, but I don't know. How long would your English lessons last? And then, because I'm assuming you guys would do, like, most people would be like, okay, and if you want to hang out, we're going to talk about why we're really here. Like, how long? Yeah, I think it was, I think the split was like 45, 15 45 minutes for English class, 15 minutes for the spiritual thought at the end. And how often were you getting new investigators off of these lessons? And were you having these every day? Uh, no, it was every Wednesday for okay. a lot, for most of my mission. And then how many new investigators per week? Like a, a, a normal average English lesson. Mm-hmm. How many people were staying? And then how many of those people actually progressed on to come to church or to show any kind of interest? Yeah, there were, it was kind of hit or miss, um, but there was a lot that stayed like we we found that a lot stayed, but not many turned into investigators, and I think that's just because like you were like who was it 
Emily was saying with Buddhism, like right. they love learning about it, but as soon as it comes to making a commitment Committing or making a change, own. then they're gone. Like, right. yeah. Would you usually have other um, members there to help you with the lessons to kind of reinforce the teaching and such? Mm-hmm. Yep. There was a couple of really cool, cool members that would be basically with the missionaries 24 <laughs> seven. And uh, yeah, they helped out so Isn't much. Isn't that crazy? Like I think about that. I remember there was one branch I was in and there was this return missionary and he would just go on splits with us five days a week. Yeah. For like four hours yeah. on end. Yep. Seriously. It's like, dude, not, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <sighs> he's like supposed to be in school and he's just hanging out with us. I was like, is this okay? I guess he's doing what he's supposed to be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. He's got you're blessings doing the, coming. Yeah, he's doing the Lord's getting educated. You're doing the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's so, all good. So with you and your companion, what would be like determined an awesome day where you'd get back to your apartment and be like, man, we really killed it today. Yeah, if we had, I think, I don't want to throw out numbers, but I think if we had, like, three-plus lessons, like, that was a good day. And so, I mean, are lessons, are you counting just contacting people on the street and progressing and starting to talk about, like, Yeah. would you go into the first first lesson at that point just on the street, mm-hmm. or would you set appointments to follow up with people, or how yeah. would that be? So we couldn't, we, weren't, we wouldn't be able to get that deep, like, um, on the street. Okay. Um, we'd have to do that at the church, but yeah, a lesson we'd count would just be at the church. We're in a room with them. So could you invite them and say, Hey, we can talk more, but we have to get to the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you so not like, teaching in people's homes at all then? No, not unless they were a member house. So weird. Yeah. You can't, you can't knock doors. Cause I'd imagine can... that to be like just logistically, like we're going to try to get people to come. Yep. We're not even going to go to their house. So yeah. you have to need have you come to the church. You needed yeah. keys to the church. I'm assuming then. Yeah, we had. There was because at any point you're like, crap. They want to learn. Yeah, we got to get to the church. Yeah. It's like... So there's actually guards at the church, which is cool, and uh, they're there 24 seven, and they'll just let. They know the missionaries, so they'll let them in with whoever. Huh. Yep. So did that? Did that make like okay? We have to track close to the church, or were you guys still kind of going wherever and then yeah, just saying, we, well, we can. We can meet and we'll talk about more tomorrow at six. Mm -hmm. It was more, I think it was kind of like the church was like a beacon and then members houses were beacon. So we'd kind of try to stay around churches, stay around members houses. Like if we finished the lesson at a member's house, we'd go out straight from there and try to focus on that area um, to try to just make these pockets. And that was pretty effective. So you could, you could get to a member's house to teach. mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can teach at a member's house, but not. Just some rando's house. So, but you'd have to say to those people like, "Hey, do you know so and so?" Yeah. Like, would that happen then? Say, like, "Hey, do you know so and so?" We can go there and talk. Um, it wasn't. I don't. It would. If you were teaching at a member's house, it'd be more of like an organized thing. It wouldn't be like a spur of the moment. Like, "Hey, we're gonna go." Like, if, show up at yeah, brother, if, brother John's house. Yeah. Gonna just knock on his door. And yeah, and it. be like, "Hey, can we teach this guy here?" It would be more like an organized, like either an activity or an FHE or something like that. Gotcha. What would you do for some of your activities? Um, there were a lot of different things. Um, we'd have to get creative. There were a lot of Christmas parties. Um, Any time were... of the year, we're just oh oh. <laughs> um, so a lot of them were just like family home evenings, okay. just at the members' houses. That's just the Monday thing, um, and then we'd stay busy. Just like that would be like what would happen, like, determine our week is how many we could get there. Like, that would 
basically filtered so you guys out. Load up. Yeah. Like, okay, we're yeah. gonna try to get as many people as we can. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have an activity at Brother John's house yep. on Thursday, and then we're, we're gonna, gonna try. Gonna yep. Yep. And then obviously there's like sporadic like right. people you meet on the street, meeting at the church, whatever. Huh. Didn't happen often. Like I, my mission was not a high baptizing mission by any means. When did you see your first baptism? Um, a couple of weeks after I got there, but that was because it was already in the process, right. like for a while. Were they friends of members? Were they family members, mm-hmm. or was it? Yeah, that was a. I think it was a cousin of a member, if I remember right. She, uh, I believe, she is not active now, but yeah. So, so, so would it be mainly culturally like? Kind of that Buddhist mentality of we're not going to commit to things would be the biggest hiccup or, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. uh, chastity, word of wisdom. Like, what would be the biggest yep. hiccups you would see with most people? There were probably, I think the biggest one is because Buddhism is so cultural, right. built into the, to the country, um, that was super hard for people to give up because it literally was their culture. Like if we right. just tell them you can't have that altar in your house, even though it has pictures of your grandparents and it's been there for your whole life, you can't have it in there. That's really hard for people. They're like, why? Right. And, um, another thing was their big smokers. Um, like just cigarettes. Yeah. Big cigarette smokers. Um, yeah, those are the main two. Um, do you then, is there some point in your mission where you start to change the way you approach people or do you feel like the way that you learn to approach people and get people to go to lessons, it was the best way and that was the only way and did you ever think about maybe trying something else at some point? Or mm-hmm. um, We were just kind of limited in what we could say, so there was only so many points of attack we could take. Right. So it was kind of it was frustrating sometimes, but yeah, there wasn't much... I guess diversity in how we went about doing that. So with 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 your interactions with the mission president at this point, then would, mm-hmm. would he be talking to you guys about tactics then, or would he just be like, "Hey, how are no. you doing?" Because I remember our mission was very focused on like, "Okay, let's we're going to try this this month or this yeah. transfer. We're going to yeah. do this next transfer." Mm-hmm. And with you, obviously, you're limited on that. Yeah. So what were what were interactions like? So like I said, um, he was mainly in Cambodia. So when we'd go for conferences. All his material was like, we're going to ask him to be baptized on the street, like right there. And obviously we can't do that because he was speaking to the Kamai missionaries. And then for us, he's like, okay, just like keep doing what you're doing. Like, it's fine. And he turns to the like, 12 like, and he's like, like, you guys. Yeah, he's yeah. like, and you guys, uh, yeah. yeah, don't so, die. And yeah, he didn't, he didn't, because he'd have to, he'd fly over whenever he came over. So he didn't do it a lot, um, mainly for just like district um district conferences Conference. yeah yep and when those would happen um what was i gonna ask oh did you ever feel unsafe yeah a lot of people have asked me that i've ne- i never i felt just as safe there as i did here and i feel like as a missionary you're i I've, don't know if oblivious is the right word honestly yeah I'm, might be I'm, part I'm, of it but you're just you just feel fine like you're just like i'm just walking i might have street. even felt know. safer honestly yeah yeah, yeah. And that's so. So when you went back, because you said you went back with your dad, was mm-hmm. it the same, or were you like, "Oh, there's definitely areas we're not going to go back and see"? Or um, actually, no, I felt fine. I think as an American, being in there, it was fine. But if I was, I don't know, kind of like Vietnam, Vietnamese being in Vietnam, it might have been different. Gotcha. I don't know. 
I've thought about like, cause I went back with my wife back to Guatemala city and there were places where I would have felt fine mm-hmm. going, but I didn't want to yeah. take my Caucasian wife yeah. who just stands out as like, she doesn't belong yeah. here and yeah. she doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. But me is like, I could have like being a little more tan. I wouldn't say I'm like <laughs> full on Brown, but I'm not like yeah. fully Caucasian either. Like I could like fit in and just kind of get by and be like, I'm just walking down the street, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought about that too. Like, there's times where I walk down in freaking Ogden, and I'm like, "Gosh, I'm scared to death here." Seriously, but like, yeah. I was walking like the murder capital of Central America in Guatemala yeah, City, and I'm just kind of like, "Yeah, whatever." I heard about that? Like, it's like whatever. It's not yeah. a big deal. Nope. But I don't know. Yeah, there was a time when, because every three months, we'd have to go back to Cambodia to renew our Vietnamese visas. Um, there was a time when we were bringing materials back from Cambodia, like a ton of Book of Mormons, like boxes of them, and we got stopped. And um, they just took them, and they burned them. But I didn't feel, like, unsafe at all. Like, you watched them burn them? Um, no, they were just like, they we're going to burn missing. these, yeah. They tell you, like, we're going to burn these. Yeah, I was like, like oh. you can't have these, we're burning them. <laughs> and we're like, okay, you can have them. So like, were you guys on a bus, or were you guys on a van coming back, or what? A bus, yeah. And they stopped and just went through everyone's stuff? Or so, yeah, there's a, that you there's a checkpoint there? at the border, and then you go through the x-ray, and then you send your stuff through the x-ray, yeah. So can you put up any sort of like, hey, no, don't burn those? <laughs> basically like, hey, we're just, this is assumed we're going to lose Book of Mormon. Yeah. Um, I, we, we probably could have put up more of a fight, but at that point we were like, we've heard the rumors about President Smith or President Weiniger. We don't want to push that issue at all. Yep. We heard yep. we heard that rumor may or may yep. not be true. We yeah, no yeah. Idea. We're so we're just you can have them. Hopefully, yeah. some comes of it. You read one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You like yeah, burn them, but keep one. <laughs> exactly. hey, like, you should read one. And you burn the rest of them. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like, they saw they have saw you seen Noah? Jesus Christ on it. And like, yeah, I don't think so. Have you seen Noah? Yeah, have you seen Noah? It's got a bone in it. Yeah. There's one that's tight like a dish. You should go tight, read tight like unto a dish. <laughs> like unto a dish. Yeah. Um, do you remember? At any point, um, I think reading is, I'm assuming, in the Vietnamese, it's not any kind of, I wouldn't say normal, but I don't want to say that because normal is relative, but like, it's not an alphabet like ours, correct? Oh, no, it is. It's Romanized. Yep. Okay. So I I think a missionary from France Romanized it like a long time ago because it used to be based on Chinese, I believe. And yeah, so there's letters like an alphabet or like our alphabet. Oh, so that wasn't, that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yep. Are the signs like that? What do you mean? Like, like in the city? Street like signs. street, oh, street signs. signs? Yeah. There. Yeah. Like I was saying, like I saw my last name everywhere and I was like, what the heck? Like that's Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> you should just walk. Like, I own this place actually. See? <laughs> it's like, that's oh, I guess you don't have your name tag. Yeah. 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 You're like pointing. You're like, ah. Oh, like my heart. Hey, wait. So like. So not wearing a name tag, like, that's so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, were there times where you'd go to English class and be like, crap, I forgot my name tag? Yeah. Like, because... <laughs> like, yeah. zone conferences, like, we'd go to some, for some, like, for Christmas conference, we went to Cambodia, and there's a few of missionaries um, that forgot their name tags. And the Cambodian missionary is like, what the heck right, are you doing? This is so different. They're like, are you like, the missionary? Like, seriously? Like, like, dude, what do you guys can't... do over there? Wedding crashers, <laughs> zone, yeah. zone conference crashers. Yeah, exactly. you, you come over with full beards. You're like, yeah, yeah we're like, just like, like living like, in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> we don't wear tags. Like, <laughs> we don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Like, How long yeah. are you with that next companion, then the Vietnamese companion? Um, so that was 
Uh, two transfers. I had a lot of them. Yeah. Two so transfers. you're in the first area, five transfers. Yep. That's a long time. Yep. And who'd you mean? Yep. Okay. Um, do you remember, yeah, Scott mentioned a couple times, like, crazy stuff going on. If there's eight elders in an apartment. Yeah. That's got to be a party. It, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I believe it was, but I don't remember what you was going on. You were a good, on. obedient missionary. At, yeah, yeah, yeah like I was, I was much journal, more obedient you, then than I was at the tail end of my mission, for sure. You're like you're like, you're like like hearing of wrestling matches going on. You're like, I'm just writing in my journal. Like, yeah, this. it's like, oh, I'm just like crying in my bed right now. <laughs> so, so speaking of obedient stuff, so you said you yeah. loosened up at the tail end of your mission. Yeah, like yeah. Also. Um, it wasn't anything, yeah, it wasn't anything crazy, but like we not jumping in hot tubs, <laughs> not, not jumping in hot tubs. Okay. After playing volleyball with That's, your shirt off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love you, Jason. I think Anyways. most of my disobedience was just the curfew. That was it. Just staying up talking to others longer. Oh, shame like, on you. Pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. One my... time I stayed until 1130. <laughs> it was pretty so. bad. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's funny. Oh. I, yeah. Um, so then, at five transfers, what happens next? Are you still there again? What? No. So I left and I went to um, Hanoi. So, and you got jumped on a plane. He says, "Yeah, that's crazy." You jump on a plane for a transfer. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going home. We just go to Hanoi. Were you? Were you guys called? <laughs> yeah. So we get calls from the APs. The minutes were expensive because it was international calls. So they didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. so they'd be like, bye. And then. <laughs> You're like, but wait, no. <laughs> like, you can't call back. How do we you call back? Just having a play? Because the APs had tons of minutes, but we didn't have any how, how was leadership, to call back. How was leadership in your mission? Um, most missions, it seems to be kind of a sequential junior companion, senior companion, district leader, zone leader, AP. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite missions, which we've talked about was one uh trent perry who we had on who his mission president was kind of like willy-nilly whatever like yeah. yeah you're a you're zone leader okay now you're a junior companion like Sweet. i don't care you're, you're just a missionary else. like yeah who cares like you're yeah. just doing that but it seems like for the most part yeah it was sequential in that way did you find it that mm-hmm. way in your mission then hmm for me yeah actually i think yeah it was for that, that was for, for that, most yeah. people that was normal like yep if you're a junior companion and an older missionary, it was like, wow. Yeah. You explain, like, yeah. why. Yeah. Whereas, like, I like the idea of Trent, yeah. like, when he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think about it. Like, I never, yeah, he never said the word junior companion or senior companion ever. Like, I never heard that word. Okay. Or I any think of that's those words. a fairly common thing. I almost think it's probably half and half. Yeah. Right? We've talked about. Right? Yeah. Especially with the junior senior mm-hmm. thing. That was for you, right? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I was going to say, because we but, but, knew. But yeah. we also have companionships where it's two senior companions together. So yeah. even in zone leader companionships, which I had, was there was a senior zone leader companion. Really? So, and I think that was kind of like an assumed thing, like, oh, he's been... In the area longer, or zone leader longer. area longer, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, so did you have two different zones then? So there's a zone in Hanoi and a, a, a zone in... Uh, nope. Which you meant? So it was a Vietnam zone. zone. Yeah, that we were one zone. Which the was Vietnam zone. Which was pretty, yeah, it got hairy sometimes because you wouldn't know what's going up on right. in Hanoi because the zone leaders were in Ho Chi Minh. Right. And you'd have to, like, it'd only be through word of mouth. You couldn't, like, talk to anybody. How many districts were there then? Just the two? Hanoi and um, Ho yep, Chi Minh? Two districts. How many missionaries were in Hanoi? Um, at the beginning, there were just um, two others, two sisters, and then a senior couple. 
What the heck? And so you guys would do your district meetings every week then? And yep. You guys would just, just we're just our little district six, here. Little yeah. Six, Tell us about yeah. your, yeah. it's like a family. Yeah. Yeah, basically. The parents. Yeah, we got to know each other really well, except for that one elder. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for that one. I'll yeah. never remember him. I can't uh, remember. It's between two, but. Um, uh, your names. I don't want to say no. The senior companion, those have to be Vietnamese then. Right? The senior companion. Yeah. No, your your senior, senior couple. Mission, oh, senior mission. Oh, couple. Senior yeah, couple. yeah. So it was interesting with the senior couple because they were strictly humanitarian. They were they could be white because they were strictly only like they were. They weren't pros. They were. It's not even proselyting. Yeah. Like they're, they, but they weren't teaching at all. They weren't the student yeah. lookalike missionaries. So what, yeah, were, yeah. what were they doing? So they were. There was a couple of things they were doing. There was. Um, a couple wheelchair foundations, I yeah. guess, over there. They'd go and they'd help set those up. They'd donate, set up donations for schools and stuff like that out in the boonies. And uh, I think that was the majority of what so they were they doing. They basically had free reign. They didn't have Oh, like yeah, they didn't have they anything. Just go do No, nope, they were, yeah. They didn't, yeah, they had nothing. Uh, how close were you, about. like, living? How close did you live to them? Um, so the, at the beginning, our apartment was in the same building and then the sisters stayed in that apartment, like all the missionaries are in the same building, um, apartment building. But then we moved to a different apartment building closer to the church and the sisters and the, uh, senior couple stayed in that other apartment building. Um, did you feel like my, so my grandmother served with my grandfather in France as a senior couple and they said they felt like. They were like grandparents to some of the missionaries. Yeah. Did you feel that as senior? Because yeah. I didn't ever serve very close to any senior yeah. couple. See, ours so were that way. There. Like yeah. they make a salsa and like yeah. cookies and yeah. have things around. And I think it was it was definitely that that relationship more so with the sisters. I think, but it was definitely you could feel that was there. But they also knew that like you've got your work, I got my work. Like we're not gonna. Yeah, it wasn't like they were having us for dinner or every night or. Right. If I was a senior couple, dude, I'd do that. Yeah, poor, these poor little kids. Yeah, like, come on in. That's yeah. interesting because I know. Uh, did you guys have multiple senior com- companionships or senior couples in your mission, or was it just the one? Um, so there was one in uh, Hanoi and then one in Ho Chi Minh. Okay, because I remember when ours we had we had, I think we had a total of three during my mission, and it was funny because there was very different personalities. Like one, right. One couple, they didn't speak any Portuguese at all, and they mm-hmm. just stayed in the mission and, like, yeah. handled materials. And then yeah. one, right. the yeah. husband had served, and they just sent him to, like, weird, far-off places you wouldn't yeah. trust two elders. Yeah. And they would, like, kind of build, like, family branches and things. And, like, it was just a very interesting dynamic with the different different couples. Yeah, well, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, so do you, did they, yeah, did this, this senior couple, did they speak any Vietnamese? None. They were, I think they're straight, I think they're from Draper, the Perrys, was the first ones that we had up there. So we're, we're both, because you had one in Hanoi and one in north and the south, were mm-hmm. they both humanitarian or was one proselyting yeah. as well? Both, both humanitarian, humanitarian. Okay. yep. Um, oh, I take that back. At the, towards the end of my mission, there was um, a Vietnamese senior couple that got called and they could, pro- they could proselyte technically. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So let's talk about how long were you in Hanoi? Um, I was in Hanoi for, I think it was six months. So how drastically different was it? Or was it like Um, accents are obviously different? Yeah, the accent was super hard to get used to. And that's kind of like when I was like, dang, like 
Northern's pretty cool. And then I tried to kind of pick up on that. I think it was more natural than um, conscious that I was doing that. Um, the people, people say the people that are colder. Um, <laughs> I didn't really see that. I guess it's just kind of more built into their language. It's more harsh and it's Which more Which Vietnam heavy. were we at war with? North. So, okay. Did you, yeah, f- yeah so you, you didn't feel any vast difference culturally then between them? Um, they were definitely more like proper and you could tell the, the north was more. Yeah. The north is more proper. Is there tension between the north and the south? Are they like, Oh, those Southern guys don't know what they're doing. Uh, I think a little bit. Well, with older people. Yeah. Yeah. But the younger generation, I don't think they care anymore. Um, but like, yeah, the south is really laid back kind of, it's kind of weird how that way. Cause we think about that, the South here being laid back, but yeah, the North was, you could tell they were more proper. Um, work strategy d- doesn't change. Um, like talking to people, English lessons. Yeah. Same thing. Nope. Work. Yeah. Didn't change that way. Um, what was I going to say? Um, did it ever dawn upon you? You're like me and my companion are the only elders in all of Northern Vietnam. <laughs> uh, like, did that like ever yeah. wash over you? Like, oh, there's the sisters and there's Cedar yeah. but like yeah. you and your companion are the only elders. Yeah. Um, it kinda, I don't think, I don't think I ever thought that actually. Like there's, pro- there's probably less than 20, 30 of you. Yeah. That have served there. Uh, I think now it's a lot, but yeah. You think now it's more? Yeah. I think there's like 60 ish there now. In Hanoi? Um, in the total of Vietnam. 60? Because it opened up, yeah. So like official, oh, that's right. Yeah, it officially opened up. So does that up. mean, they, is there any change to the work, do you know, or is it still? Yeah, so they're like, Caucasian people are allowed in, name tags are okay. They can talk about Jesus in the street? I'm pretty, I don't know Without for sure. Russell Crowe? <laughs> yeah, without our, yeah, I think so. Huh. Do you get jealous of them? <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> or do you have I a think, sense of pride that you laid the foundation for that? Uh, I don't know. Because in a way, like, I feel like we, obviously we would have gotten so much more done. But it was kind of fun just to be there, like, I guess in the in the prenatal stages. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. was pretty cool. And that's a good question. I mean, did you ever feel like, look, my hands are kind of tied on what I can do. Yeah. Like, this is frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, for I'm sure. beating my head against the door because mm-hmm. I have to do the exact same thing. Yeah. I can't change what I'm doing. Yeah. There, it was frustrating, but it wasn't to the point where I was like, I hate this because there was always Cambodia. Like, Vietnam to a Cambodian missionary speaking Vietnamese was like, the Holy Land, like um, it was very, I guess, coveted to go to Vietnam. Hanoi, especially, that was because Hanoi was basically like the the branch there was all YSA, basically, mm-hmm. um, and it, people called it like a big party in Hanoi because it was basically that's what it was in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I never felt like that just because there was always like, oh, if I start feeling bad about this, I can go to Cambodia and it'll be 10 times worse. Yeah. Cause you, you, you I mean, you're, you're two elders of an entire mission that mm-hmm. served there. Yeah. It's like, it's not like fun. there was a, um, nothing for us to do. Like there was a right. lot to do. Right. 
So we're we're member supportive of the work. Like they kind of get the program. Like hey, yeah. a lot of this is respond like our responsibility mm-hmm. of getting missionaries. Yeah, that is one thing that President Moon, whenever he would come over, he'd pound that hard. Is that like you guys have like there's missionaries here, but you guys are also missionaries, and they need your help more than anything. So did he speak to? I mean. Were you guys just translated for him? Um, he could bear his testimony at okay. the tail end of my mission and the tail end of his mission as well, um, which is cool. But other than that, we had to translate. Um, so members were f- completely fine to talk about whatever then. What do you mean? Like members could talk with other Vietnam. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so the restriction was just on you guys. Yep, on proselyting. Designated so would, you, would you guys go on splits and have a, a member so you could approach people on the street and start <laughs> yeah. talking about, hey, yeah. you guys are missionaries. They can teach you all about Jesus Christ. Um, you yeah. just nod your head. You're like, meh. Yeah. yeah. We did that a couple times, but. Um, There's that kind of walking over the line. Yeah. We didn't, we also, we didn't want to push the boundary that much. Which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Again, like you don't want to be remembered as. Yeah, Elder Ryan Tran. Yeah, the dude who closed Vietnam. (laughs) Just completely closed Vietnam. See it single-handedly. Yeah, Louise. Um, Well, that's. I mean, that's an interesting point. Did you did you notice that they would send more obedient missionaries there? Then no, no. So it's still still the crop of. Um, I, I, I sent Eric this text. There's a lady in my ward that got up and said the church has to be true. This is during testimony meeting, or else the missionaries would have ruined it by now. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like the greatest, Honestly, like the greatest yeah. thing. Amen. Ever. Seriously, yeah. There was a I, my companion, my one of my companions. I walked in first day medium. Um, he's watching Fast and Furious on his iPod Touch. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. What the heck? So how like, so how would you handle that? I I I was pissed. Like I straight up just took it from him. Um, I love that. That makes me so happy. Scott, Abrasive Scott loves that kind of thing. No, He's all about that. Take no, that away. Literally, and I don't know. I don't, I'm not usually like a contentious person. I don't try to be, but I was pissed. Right. And so I took it. I turned it off, and then I um, I just took it. Yeah. I was like, we're not doing that. It's like, how, we're not. How did, how did he respond to that? He was also mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was understandably not. He's pretty yeah, upset. Yeah, was, but yeah. But then you could tell he was kind of like, shoot, like. I wasn't supposed to be doing that. No, but that's the thing is, I think sometimes the problem that missionaries have is that like someone needs to put their foot down and be like, bro, this yeah, isn't we what we do. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll snap out and be like, no, oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Like, There's that I mean, personal pride yeah. pushback. And yeah. They yeah. kind of understand. But I feel, but I feel like the conversations we've had with some elders and some elders that have been less disobedient than others. Yeah. Sometimes their thing has been, they've run to their companion. Their companion's like, this is what I'm going to do. And they've kind of rolled over and been like, okay, okay. Well, mm-hmm. this is what it is. Yeah. Then I guess this is what I'm going to yeah. do. Yeah. And it's like, and if you're willing to just put yeah. your foot down and be like, no, cause I never had a conversation with any of my companions about we're getting up at this time. We're staying this time. We're leaving this time. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just did those things. Yeah. And so my companions followed suit. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, this is what I do. Yep. And you've got to do the same thing. Yeah. And I was lenient to an extent, but like the first day, dude, you're watching Fast and Furious, the new one, <laughs> yeah. on your iPod Touch. Like, good night. This is American? No, he was Cambodian. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, bro, those shows suck back where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like that Noah movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. With the rock mo- I've only heard there's like rock monsters in that movie. Really? I, I got to watch s- it now, now that I... I, 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 I heard it was... Monsters, no, I watch so it. I heard like... I don't know. 
I don't want to give Russell Crowe any more notoriety than <laughs> But seriously, he's like, a lot of cloud off this. Vietnam. Hey, listen. Yeah. In, in mysterious ways, the Lord works. There we go. It's true. Seriously. Um, you can make a connection. Yeah. So uh, what? which companion was this? Was this your um, that was elder? How many companions? Is four companions into it? Um, the iPod Touch guy or the... Yeah. Yeah, he was number... Four. I think he... Because uh, he was right before... So I went back to Ho Chi Minh. So I went from... Sorry. I went from Hanoi to Cambodia and then back to Ho Chi Minh. And so he was my companion in Ho Chi Minh. I think it was transfer number... I don't remember the transfer number, but it was maybe nine, ten months into my mission. Okay. Well, let's hear about Cambodia. So you, you did get to Cambodia. Yep. So uh, the call came. I was dreading it. But it was quick. This is yeah. from Hanoi. So yep. you were, that was, you I were was the living the life in Hanoi. The you life, said you were so. dreading it. Did you know it was coming? Well, yeah, because he's, he's in Hanoi. I was, where else yeah, is he going to go? Yeah. Seriously. You, yeah. Because um, Hanoi like, is the only place in the mission that gets cold. And so it, it was like... I was there for Christmas, and I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. And, like, cold is in, like, 70 degrees or cold yeah, is in... Yeah, basically. Like, Honestly, I think it got down degrees. to, like, 50-ish. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there's some areas in northern, northern Vietnam that get snow. But, yeah, I knew that I knew I could feel it was coming. Because I was like, this is too good. Like, I, Christmas in <laughs> Hanoi, there's basically <laughs> snow almost. Yeah, I knew it was coming. So I went back to v- Cambodia, Um to be honest, my attitude about it was not good because I was like, I was just in like the motherland basically. Yeah. And I'm coming here and it's basically like I'm teaching these people that are, their kids are going to speak Khmer, like growing up and like, it's going to branch into just nothing because they're going to be speaking Khmer at the end of the day. And so it's kind of frustrating that way. And there were, there's three branches Vietnamese speaking in Cambodia and um, I think one of them ended up closing because the generations just um, didn't keep their Vietnamese as much, and they can speak both. Right. And so if it's easier to speak Khmer, and they feel it like they have more, you more in the country. yeah, um, why not speak Khmer? So what what would be the reason for you know a Vietnamese family to go to Cambodia? Um, a lot of them escaped during the war. Okay, escaped to Cambodia and then just never left. Yep, and then they just never left. Okay. Yep, and then it's kind of sad too because the Cambodian people. They look down on the Vietnamese a lot. Like, okay. it's basically, yeah, it's really, really sad because um, a lot of the Vietnamese are like the poor of the poor in Cambodia, and that's saying something. Um, and it was really just the most humble people you've ever meet, um, and that's kind of what turned my heart to Cambodia. It was like these people are just amazing. Like they have nothing. How are you smiling right now? Yeah. So do you, um, is your area then in the capital of Cambodia? Where are you at? Um, yep. In the capital of Cambodia, Phnom Penh. Okay. How was, so obviously you had been there when you first mm-hmm. get to the mission, yeah. but how was your view on that city when you come back? Got a little bit of swag. Months later. Yeah. Dirt on your shoes at that point. <laughs> yeah. So my impression was it was just, um, I'd go back on visa trips you know, for a couple of days. Oh, I guess so you weren't completely, yeah. Unfamiliar. Yeah, it wasn't, com- yeah. But basically, like, n- getting used to the work because of how drastically different it was, was it was a lot right. of getting used to. 
Um, but did you like it? Did you finally feel like, oh, I got yeah. the shackles I was off, like, I wait, I can, I can say that? You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Seriously, ring around. Yeah, definitely. It was very cool that way. Um, did they pair you with the Khmer-speaking elder? No. Just nope. two Vietnamese-speaking elders. Two Vietnamese-speaking elders. In this. Yelling in Khmer, where are the Vietnamese? Yep. yep. Where are the there, Yeah, the Caucasian uh, Vietnamese-speaking elders got really good at Khmer. Because they would be there the whole time, and they'd have to get around, you know? So yeah. They got really good at it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. were you with an American Caucasian kid at that point then? Or? Uh, it was American, but not Caucasian. Okay. He was Vietnamese. Um, so, yeah, how, I guess that is a legitimate question. How do you find, where do you find the Vietnamese people? They're just certain, I'm assuming, like, mm-hmm. most minorities... Um, ethnic groups, they usually stick together and find certain areas of the city to stay around. That's exactly how it was. Yeah, there were were pockets. Um, But it was kind of hard because the the Vietnamese-speaking missionaries had been there for so long that these pockets had been hit over and over and over because they'd been there longer than they'd been been in Vietnam, like as long, basically as long as the Cambodia mission's been open. Like my uncle served in Cambodia, Vietnamese-speaking, and he's white. Like... Huh. Yeah, so it's, I think that was in, that was a long time ago. But yeah, it's been open for a while. Um, yeah, but yeah, like like Scott said, though, but were you excited to be like, I can get into houses? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was way excited about that. You still couldn't knock, but as far as like, yeah, here, come in, tell me more. Like, that was awesome. Um, How, do you remember like the first couple of times that you got in, you're like, whoa, dude, we're talking about Jesus in your house? house, someone's house. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. Um, and I remember just being super like hitting my, hitting the ground running with that. Um, didn't amount to much in the beginning, but yeah, I was super excited. So did you teach any English lessons still? Um, nope. The Kamai elders handled the English lessons. Jeez. So that yep. is different then. Yeah, so I mean, that's just, hitting the dirt. Yep. Teaching. Yep. And it was it was kind of hard, honestly, to try to change. I would imagine. Like, yeah. I really would think that. Yeah. Would. And mm-hmm. plus, and then yeah. you go back to Vietnam. Yeah. Yep. So was and that, like, how was that transition back? Yeah. The transition back was a lot easier just because it was, like, riding a bike. I'd done okay. it before. Um, how how many transfers were you in Cambodia? I was in Cambodia for I think three transfers. Okay, so you were there for a good period of time. Yep. Same I same companion the whole time in Cambodia. Three months. Yeah. Same yep. companion, same area. Yep. So same. did you guys both leave the area at that point then? Um, he, he ended up. There was a thing, and he ended up going home after that transfer. <laughs> but yeah. There was a thing. A thing from a previously thing. or a thing that happened during You can talk about it. it we can edit it, it out. We'll, you can make that decision <laughs> afterwards. We always tell people, did. be as honest as you can, yeah. and we'll change after yeah. if, if needs be. I'll just say it had been ongoing, and then it ended when I, yeah, when his transfer ended with me. Oh. Yeah. Did you make that happen, or was it just? Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <sighs> I don't want to say I sent someone home, but I guess <laughs> if it was for the better, yeah. I was for how, how did that affect yeah. the work? Um, him going home or us or, being or together? Knowing, like, yeah, together. Was, and this has been an issue, and yep. we're, we're we're trying to work through this together. Yeah, it was pretty tough, honestly. But he became like one of my really good friends, honestly, because um, we were able to talk so openly. Because this thing that had been going on. 
like was all of a sudden out in the open and he could talk to somebody about it. Right. And so that, that was kind of cool that way. And then it ended up reaching the decision for him to go. Hmm. And you knew that at the end of the transfer? Um, I th- or did you leave and then, then you, fo- you found, found out. out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I left and found out. Because, huh. yeah. So how did you handle that? Because obviously you've, you've mm-hmm. grown to have a lot of respect and yeah. have helped that individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that was that was basically the, the direction we were leaning. So I kind of had it in my mind that, yeah. And he knew that was, was coming as well? Um, I think, because he, he honestly didn't want to be there anyway. How so. long have you been out at that point? Hmm. I think that was my six. Oh, no, 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 no. But how long had he been out? He was in my group. Oh, okay, okay. He was one of the elders that got fast-tracked. Okay. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we were out at the same time. I can't remember how long. The dates get so mixed up. No, yeah. That was just after Christmas. So so do, you, do you remember did the mission over a year. like, when you got called to serve with him, did he say, mm-hmm. hey, look, this is going to be a difficult go because this is yeah. happening? Or did he just, you kind of went in and discovered it? Yeah, I, yeah, we just yeah, found out. Just figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? So, obviously, you said being in Cambodia was a little bit more difficult. But did that just add to it? Or do you feel like if you would have had a different scenario, mm-hmm. different companion, that it yeah. might have been a brighter spot? Mm-hmm. And not that you not you didn't you didn't give a too negative outlook on it. You said it was kind of hard. Yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah. do you feel like with a different companion that was maybe more ready to be there, ready to work, it would have been something different? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, because I ended up, so I was in Cambodia for, I think it was two-ish months, a couple of transfers, um, and then I went back to Vietnam. Then I went back to Cambodia, finished my mission there, and it was just a really big difference, <laughs> not right. having to deal with two things at once, you know? Right. right. Yeah. And so you, hold on, so you finished your mission in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that that's kind of like life, I think, sometimes as well, as you think to yourself, like... There's only one stress going on. Like when I was little, when when you're a kid, you're like, there's usually only one stress happening at a time. Yeah. And then once that's gone, you're like, ah. Yeah. But then on the mission, you start realizing like, there's yep. so much crap going on. Oh yeah. And then with real life, it is like, yeah, yep. there's tons of things to stress out about like Absolutely. at once. And so I don't know. Yeah. Growing experience, I think. Hope hopefully you can chalk it up to that. Like yeah. yeah. I, you're worrying about people. You're worrying about your freaking companion. You're like, <laughs> yeah. gosh, like it's preparation. Yeah. All preparation. And meanwhile, here. my mom's like, like, are you worrying about us at home? And like, I don't have time. Yeah, you're honestly, about this. if you knew what I was going <laughs> like, through, yeah. you're like, I can't. Like, I, can't. Yeah. I was receiving uh, packages or letters or anything from your parents. Um, I didn't get letters a lot because. The only way they could, or packages, because the only way they could send it was to Cambodia, um, to the mission home there. And so if we were in Vietnam or, yeah, we wouldn't get any packages because we just couldn't get them unless another came over from a visa trip, brought it over if he was nice enough. Um, But yeah, um, nothing got lost that she sent. Um, Yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, Anything you want to talk about on your first stint back to Cambodia before you go back to Vietnam. Anything you want to touch on that? Um, not really. No, there's, it was kind of an uneventful transfer or a couple of transfers, I guess. Cause 
Yeah, we were just dealing with so much stuff. Right. How do, is it a phone call then? Do you, is there a transfer meeting that you're part of to that? Mm-hmm. You know, you go back. Yeah. That's usually the norm in a lot of missions. Yeah. You have a transfer meeting. Yeah. No, this was a phone call. It was My mission phone call. was phone calls. Okay. So you got a phone call and they said, Elder Tran, you're heading back to Vietnam. Yep. And yep. how do you feel at that point? I was, I was honestly relieved. And it sounds bad, but I really was because I just felt like I knew the work so much better because I didn't have a chance to get to know the work in Cambodia. Cause I knew it. I just was like, I know it so much better in Vietnam. I know people in Vietnam already like members and stuff that have, I've grown to love already. Um, and so it was honestly pretty relieving to go back. And you go back to Ho Chi Minh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But a okay. different area in Ho Chi Minh. Yep. Um, Let's see, who's your companion at that point, going back to Ho Chi Minh? So going back, that my companion was Elder um, Kung, who was actually my MTC companion, which is pretty cool. Oh, what the heck? Yeah. That's cool. Was that yeah. cool getting back together? And- yeah, it was really cool. It was like, it was like kind of like Pokemon, Ash Ketchum, like... Facing his rival again, it was pretty cool. <laughs> At the so, so had he had a pretty similar trajectory on his mission where he was spending time in Vietnam and Cambodia? Um, he was actually in Cambodia for a lot, okay. a lot more than I was. So, was, so did he struggle with being in Vietnam? And like, um, this guy was just a that? worker, he he honestly. Yeah, he, yep, he was just doing it. Workhorse, that guy. Where was he from? Uh, that's the guy from Sandy Draper. Okay, yep. okay. And so you guys got back together, and it was all all good back in the eight elder apartment, or this part of the <laughs> yeah. So we actually moved apartments. I think it was only four in this apartment. Oh, yeah. That's still like not. It wasn't that wasn't very common in my mission. Really, like Living it with was other just, elders. We were on our own, typically. Yeah, I don't. I know. I think there was one area in which I was. We were with four, and then the zone leaders had the good idea because I was friends with one of them. I was like, dude. I was like, we should all get. Like an apartment, yeah. And then we found a place that actually worked out for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, sweet. so there were six of us. That's really cool. And it like saved the mission money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you said, like I remember there was one night, like I was talking to my my friend, now my friend. He was my companion before, and then we were there later, and it was like eleven o'clock, and I was like, dude, this is the downside. I was like, getting to bed late. Like we gotta go yeah, to bed, yeah. <laughs> and um, then the wake up, the because in Cambodia you have to wait. Everything's an hour earlier because they because you have to go to bed earlier because they go to bed earlier there, yeah. So because at night there's nothing unless you want to get into trouble. Right. Um. So yeah, I go to bed at night. And you're not up, up to get into trouble, Elder. No, no, not not this guy. Not this guy. Um. So heading back, any, yeah, any. Big first impressions going back to Ho Chi Minh. Did you feel like it was like uh, welcome home? Like, yeah, it, honestly, it was because the the two dis, the two um, areas over there aren't that far apart. So you the members you'd see the members right. the same members, and it was honestly like welcome home. Honestly, it was that's cool. awesome. Was the food very different in Cambodia? Uh, yeah, there's only people will probably kill me for saying this, but there's only one good Khmer dish in the <laughs> whole of Cambodia. And it's, it's basically a rip off of a Vietnamese dish, <laughs> which is that pork with rice thing. Okay. But yeah, it's called bisect root. He's Louise. Yeah. Um, the rest of the stuff you didn't like. So what, what are some of the yeah. other Cambodian dishes that you didn't like? Um, there's like, they do these weird sandwiches. Um, they do like kind of like, a lot of their food was like based off Chinese food, so that was okay. 
Um, as far as like crazy foods, they eat tarantulas, hmm. like fried tarantulas, just like <laughs> popcorn. Did yeah. you try that? No, we weren't allowed to try those. Really? Unfortunately, yeah. Hmm. I think an elder got sick one time, so yeah. He had spiders growing in his stomach. And yeah, something like that. Burst out watermelon. Watermelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what percentage of the people you taught, uh, this may be a really ignorant question. Mm-hmm. I ran into issues in Guatemala with lots of people not being able to, once I left the city, yeah. there were lots of people that could not read. Or oh, like yeah. read on a very low yep. level. Yep. So I'd have to read the Book of Mormon with yeah. them. Did you run into that? That was all of Cambodia. Anyone speaking Vietnamese in Cambodia, that was like 95%, I'd say. Could not and read. That makes it really hard yep. to progress. Yep, exactly. Super That's hard. Um, That's so why the Lord commanded Nephi to go and get the plates, okay? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. From the wicked Laban, <laughs> inside the city so, gates. Yeah. We tried audio books. We tried, yeah. That's smart. That's yeah. It was, it was very hard because you you get them to verbally commit and like, did you read the Book of Mormon? Yeah, and they'd be too embarrassed to tell you. Yep. Like, um, actually, I can't read yep. well. Yep. Or I can't read at all. Yep. Yeah, we try to gauge that early on by like reading in a circle, you know, and uh, try not to embarrass them. But yeah, a lot of them they can't read. But in Vietnam, that wasn't. No, in Vietnam, like everyone's super educated. For the most part, because we weren't, we were in the cities mainly, right. not in the, because my dad's from the West and that's where it starts to get pretty uneducated. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So getting back there, you're back with your old, your old companion from the MTC. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did it feel like meeting a new, a new kid as far as like you guys had grown so far in the mission or was it just like, Hey, um, no, it was kind of, I guess it was kind of like meeting each other. Or just meeting each other again, but like we know why we're here. That's basically it. we had purpose. As with before, we were like, oh, like we didn't know what we were doing. And it's cool that you guys both became like solid missionaries. Mm-hmm. Like, had that. Same. Well, yeah, I'm a solid missionary, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're ripping yeah. iPod touches out of no, that was, hands. Like that was just straight. I was pissed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Listen, you were rocking. Should have thrown it out of the window. You should be grateful I didn't just throw it out the window. That and (laughs) break it in my hand. Oh, yeah. Um, And then anything, anything. How how much longer were you then with him back in Ho Chi Minh? Um, That was only a transfer um, with him, and then another companion came over from Cambodia, who was my first companion in the MTC before he was fast tracked. Holy cow. Yeah. So you got to so serve with both your Because there's, o- there's not a lot of us, there was right. a lot of, yeah. Mixing and matching. Yep. Um, how was that? It was, back with- it was good, yeah. He was, uh, I feel like our personalities clashed more than with the other guy. But, yeah, it was good for the most part. So what's, what's like your go-to mission story? Like if people are talking about missions, what do you usually talk um, about? Go-to mission story was... Is actually, um, I told this at my homecoming. Like we were teaching this guy in Hanoi, um, progressing really well. Found him through a member referral that went to English class, um, and uh, it was during kind of the the New Year time. It was getting up to New Year, and if you know Chinese New Year, Vietnamese New Year, 
they go super big. Like they take months off basically. And they all go to their hometowns because none of them are really from the city if they're um, a student. So he was a student and uh, we were teaching him. He was progressing super well, golden. Um, And we taught him like tithing. And then right before that, like right after that, it was New Year. And so he went back to his hometown and uh, we basically lost contact with him. And uh, um, all of a sudden we get a phone call like at night, like I can't remember what time it was, but we got a phone call and it was from him. And we're like, what the heck? Like, sweet. And he calls us and uh, he's like, elders, like, he was like crying. And we're like, oh crap, like what has happened? He's like, elders, um, I went back to my hometown, as you know, and um, in my bag, like, um, I had my tithing in it that I was going to pay when I was going to come back to the city. And um, the tithing envelope had the church's logo on it. And his dad found it. And um, his um, dad was like, basically, what the heck is this? Like, you're going to give money to, a, like, a, a Christian church? Like, we're Buddhists. It goes against everything we've ever taught you. Like, um, and he's just like, dad, 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 it's not, it's like, not what you think, blah, 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 blah. And then he finds the Book of Mormon in his bag. And he's, like, just fuming, um, the dad. And he just shreds it. And um, he's... His, he's telling us this and we're just bawling <laughs> like oh my gosh like I'm so sorry like we did this to you like your father basically um, disowned you um, and he's at the end of the like the like the very end of the phone call he's like I'll see you on church at church on Sunday <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh wow yeah, yeah like I have never been tested that hard I don't know if I ever will. Um, and that is just like so powerful to me to be like, this guy just met him probably like mm, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month. And he's willing to give up basically his family for this. I'm like, wow. And then it, that's just kind of when I buckled down and I was like, this is what I teach. This is what I believe. Let's make it happen. And um, I, I really think that was the big turning point in my mission because I think every missionary has that point where they're like, why am I here? Like, every, yeah. Yeah. And so that was it for me. Like, that's why I'm here. It's for th- guys like Jin who freaking are studs and they're willing to give all this up. Um, that's the faith that I want to have is the faith that he's developed. And uh, he's, he's on a mission right now. So cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Where's, where's he at? Yeah, where? He's in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Rad. yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. That's awesome. No, but like I think about there's that talk that President Hinckley gave where he's interviewing a guy that was from some country in Asia and the or he's talking to a guy and the guy's going back home. Yeah. He's like, so if you go back home, like you're gonna get disowned and like all yeah. this stuff. And the yeah. guy's like, Yeah. And then I guess President Hinckley said something to like how do you feel about that or, or, or are you okay with that? Yeah. And Gordon Mahigley says he like regretted asking it, but the guy looked him in the eyes and he said, well, it's true, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yep. And, yep. and President Hinckley said, yeah. yeah. And he said, well, well, what else matters? Yep. And I think, Super you know, cool. it's hard 
Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, what he's gone through. Yep. And emotionally, he's trying to cope with that by talking to the only people he thinks will, like, listen to him at that point. He's talking to you guys. Yep. But at the end of the day, he knows his decision still. Yep. He wasn't calling you to reaffirm his faith. He was more calling you to just get reassurance of, like, hey, this is hard. I'm letting yep. you guys know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's like, I still know what I'm doing. Like, yep. I'll see you on Sunday. Like, this is what I'm doing. Absolutely. So cool. That is awesome. Yeah, we thought he was going to chew us out or something. We're like, oh, my gosh, so sorry. But, yeah. Right. Awesome. You get him another Book of Mormon? We got him. Well, <laughs> we got him one with his name on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quad. Oh, geez, Louise. That's awesome. Yeah. How, how, was, how was getting, like... Were there a distribution center in Cambodia? Like, if you needed new garments or scriptures? Yeah, or how would... there, there are a couple of distribution centers in Cambodia. Um, and then just every visa transfer, we'd bring stuff over. Unless it get burnt by Unless the... they get burned, yeah. <laughs> That's still so We're going to burn these. We're going to show them. We're going to burn these. It's like, dude, yeah. gosh, yeah. Yeah, geez, Louise. Pretty um, crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a cool story. Um, I think so you go this... Uh, this is your second, I guess not second to last transfer, second to last area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how do you get the call that you're going back to Cambodia? And did you feel like you'd go back or did you feel like you were going to end your mission? It was kind of 50-50 for okay. me. I was like, I could, it could happen, it could not. Um, I felt like it was going to because I was one of the missionaries that didn't have as much time as other missionaries in Cambodia. Okay. So I felt like it was coming, but yeah. So I was a little abnormal. So most people like split. For the most part, yeah. There was one missionary that was basically all... Vietnam. Hmm. Not, yeah. He's a legend. He's a legend. <laughs> you're if you're listening boy. to this, Arthur, you're a legend. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so going into your final area. Yep. Did you have a pretty much like the assumption? Like how many transfers were you there? Um in the final area, there was yeah. two transfers there. So you knew going into it, this is where I'm ending my mission. Yep. Yep. Basically. It, but yeah, sometimes you could get a call like one transfer later and dip right. out, you know. Where, what were you doing? Who, who were you with then in this last area? Um, so this was a native Vietnamese from Hanoi. He was pretty feisty. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was, he was fun. It was, we got, yeah, we had some fun. So did you know a lot of the same people then? Cause you served in Hanoi then. And I mean, um, yeah, he'd be like, how's, what's her face doing? How's, how's who's this guy doing? And I was like, Oh, good, good, good. Like my girlfriend's still going to church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, oh, sorry, my companion's is writing her now. <laughs> He's like, shoot, I'm so sorry. This, I didn't want this to come from me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're back in Cambodia. Is this a different area than, than the one you were in previously in Cambodia? Mm-hmm. Yep. This, it's basically, it's really close, but yeah, it's a different area. So you kind of touched on like the second time going back to Cambodia, the work was a little better, not yep. having to deal with the other things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So again, getting into houses, all that kind of stuff, anything, anything you want to touch on in those last two or um, anything that comes to your mind? No, like it was the first time I had a door slammed in my face. <laughs> oh, you're like, that's what that's like. like. Oh, I get that. It's yeah. right of passage now. Sweet. Um, but yeah, other than that, there wasn't anything too crazy that stood out. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, it was better, a lot better than the first time I was there. Right. Um, and it was a good, I, I grew to love Cambodia. I, I think it, I kind of had like a negative tone throughout this about Cambodia, but I love Cambodia. Right. Like seriously, that's my mission. Like 
just amazing people there. And when we went back to Vietnam, we also went back to Cambodia. Sweet. So, yeah. How were, how were sister missionaries? Sister missionaries. <laughs> they were... There was, there was good ones, and there was not so good ones. Like elders. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I guess is the best way to put it. There's one funny story about a sister missionary. Um, this was back in Ho Chi Minh. She was like feeling sick as they do often right. I've heard in different <laughs> missions. Um, but she needed a blessing. And so she calls her zone leaders, um, who I'm living with. And, uh, they're like, no, we can't. We're like weekly planning. So sorry. Like we're busy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, uh, then she calls me and my companion and we're like, okay, like, I guess if it's serious, like you need a blessing. Okay. <laughs> Um, so we go down, not knowing that she had called them previously. Right. And, uh, we go down to the church to give her this blessing cause it's right across the street. And, um, we get done giving her this blessing. We walk back towards our apartment and the elders are picking up a pizza <laughs> that is being delivered to them. <laughs> uh, Did the sister see that? Yeah, yeah she so saw pretty pissed about that. Oh, she, I, I just still don't think she's let it go. But, yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was a funny prank. I've, I've mentioned this before, but in our mission, we would always, if we ever got pizza, we would call another companionship and ask them to bless our pizza for us. <laughs> yeah. And that was like the funny running gag in our mission. Call your zone leader. Hey, could you, <laughs> could you, you bless our pizza for us and put them on speaker? Uh, that's funny. That's hilarious. That's, how was pizza in, in Honestly, Vietnam? not bad. It's not your Papa John's, but they had some pretty good fusion restaurants kind of like in the city that would deliver. Huh. Interesting. Um, so sisters in your mission... This is after the age change, so you've got. Do you have any younger sisters out there? Yeah, we had in, in my group. We had. I think we were the first group wave of missionaries to come out with the younger age, and uh, yeah, there were some in uh, my group. Do you? Because my experience, we've talked about this extensively on here, is like, yeah, all like the missionary, the sister missionaries were usually older than us, not just by two years, but typically by three or four sometimes, right. mm-hmm. and so maturity wise, girls our age at that time were even more mature than us. Yeah. Even now, right? Yeah. But even seriously. at that point, being that much more older than us, like it was really kind of this this weird thing of like stupid elder kids and stuff. <laughs> Did yeah. you feel like that evened out with you guys? Like when you've got 19-year-old girls out there that you're just kind of like, oh, they're just our age. Like, mm-hmm. or did they still, did you still feel like there was that kind of feeling? And I may be making this up, but I really no. felt like yeah. there was this, because of this age gap, there was a definite maturity gap between us. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, there were there were some lingering missionaries, sister missionaries that were older, and I kind of felt that. And then uh, with our kind of same age, it was kind of we're on the same level. Like, I don't know. It just, I didn't feel like there Not was that. that big of a- yeah, like, I'm basically older than you, no better. I don't know. Kind of like a mother. Right. 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 Basically, right. yeah. Right. And I think it's natural. I, I yeah. don't know. I, I think that dynamic is just so interesting being a closer age. Because, again, mm-hmm. like, yeah, 21 isn't that much older than 19, but to a 19-year-old it was. Yeah. So, well, those those are two formidable years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the sisters there, did you have 
Vietnamese. I'm assuming they had to have been then. Or the sisters, it works the same way then. Vietnamese blood. Yep, same thing. Okay. Interesting. Yep, we had one Vietnamese sister in our group and then one Caucasian sister. Huh. Interesting. Um, dang it, I've forgotten what I was going to say, and it was... Oh, mission lore. We like talking about mission lore. Uh, Any yeah. other mission lore you got? I know you'd Set heard the that... The shut the <laughs> yeah. Vietnam. The too much materials. It was with either them. the Weiningers or the Smedleys. I think the Smedleys were the, after the Weiningers. Um, the mission lore. Um, legendary elders that just like baptized the whole street of people or, <laughs> yeah. or stupid things. Either there was... I, I think our mission was so young... That it was kind of... You are the mission lore now. No, they're probably like, this idiot over here. Like, have you heard of this guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> Elder Tran, he didn't even get <laughs> yeah. a new name. He just went by Elder Tran, just, that's his name. Who does that? <laughs> um, but yeah, there was um, a missionary, I think it was like a group before us. He um, just apparently studly guy. But he's, <laughs> he's who got like basically all the YSA in Hanoi. <laughs> <laughs> that was his thing. He had, I think he pumped out like 30 baptisms in a year. And like Holy that was cow. like crazy. Not a whole lot of them are active now. And a lot of them fell off pretty early on. But that was like, wow. Still doing something. Yep. Right. Yep. And then, of course, his language was the best, etc. So he was yep. great at the language. Yep. Handsome feller. Yep. Just slaying. Yep. <laughs> you <laughs> can call it that. Man. Yeah. Um, but as far as other mission lore, there wasn't really that I can think of besides um, old, old, like during the war mission lore. Because during the Vietnam War, um, soldiers, there were a few um, LDS soldiers that were teaching and they baptized. And um, a couple, a few members got like a lot of the the LDS members. They got transported out when the um, when Saigon fell, but a lot of them got lost. And um, there was there's lore that um, there's this basically cult of um, people using the Book of Mormon like in the way in the West, and they're just like falling off the wagon basically. They're not no longer connected, yeah. but they're no still long, yep. rocking the Book of yep. Mormon, doing whatever they want. Yeah. Practicing plural marriage at this yeah, point. Exactly. Because <laughs> another thing we would Built do. Built their own temple. Yeah. Because um, we couldn't proselyte like a normal missionary. We'd go looking for lost sheep is what we'd call them. And that was people that got baptized during the war kind of just fell off because the church wasn't present in Vietnam. Right. Um, so we'd go find them. And uh, there was a lot of... I only we only found one that amounted to anything. How would you find these lost sheep? So they had unquote. like records of where they lived, bef- like during the war, and so we'd try. But a lot of the addresses changed, right. the streets changed, and so it was really hard that way. Huh. It wasn't super fruitful. Do you know if the West is now open to missionaries? Um, I believe there actually is one branch in the West, which is cool. So does the West like extend all the way down the country or is the no, West just, the upper corner? So yeah, when I'm saying West, I'm saying Southern Vietnam West. Southern Vietnam West. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Southwestern, I guess you could say. No, we're going to say Southern, Southern Vietnam West. Vietnam <laughs> West. <laughs> it's the only way. It's only coined. Way yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's funny. I, I wonder... 
There might be truth to that little cult, though. Cause yeah. So I, I we've now changed websites to churchofjesuschrist.org. Yeah. But me and my ignorance, I'm trying to help my father-in-law plan his his lesson for this last week yeah. um, for Sunday. And I'm like, well, let's just go to, you know, formerly LDS.org. And yeah. this is the first time it actually typed it in. I, ter- I typed in the church of Jesus Christ.org. Yeah. It is not the same thing. Different thing. And it is a break off of ours Shoot. in Pennsylvania. No way. And they have pictures of their 12 apostles. You're Some kidding. got mustaches. You're kidding, dude. <laughs> They're a little progressive. They've got an African American though as an apostle. <laughs> oh, it's a little more progressive. We I got, guess. We had an like, Asian before that. Yeah, like like geez Louise. But yeah, like they like anyways, I was like, what the heck? So I'm trying to like I'm trying to figure out who these people are and yeah. stuff. And yeah. like they're like, yeah, we believe in the Book of Mormon, and no it's way. got a guy baptizing, like in a picture, like kind of like us. And I was what like, the heck? I've never heard of this. I've never, yeah. Right? But anyway, we had there's Mission Lauren Guatemala, of a guy that went back and started things. So like, I yeah, I think things had like I that that's might not be more far fetched. Yeah, yeah, that's not yeah, that's not crazy. Like I bet someone could be like, we're trying to live it the best way we can, but yeah. you don't have priesthood keys. Like, yeah, you don't know. You, that you're on your own, and you yeah. start really, it becomes priestcraft and all it's kinds just, of it's just wicked stuff. Primitive church. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Ryan, is, is there anything that we haven't talked about on the mission you want to want to bring up? I think we've covered basically everything. He told me. Yeah. So, Ryan is one of the first people I sent this, like, a, like an episode two to, and he's like. Man, he's like two hours is a long time. <laughs> no, that's one of and the- now you're on here and you're like, dude, it <laughs> goes by quick. Seriously, like you're just sitting here how talking. long have I been here? Yeah, yeah. and you'll uh, these next couple of days, I promise, you'll be sitting there thinking like, oh yeah, that happened. That happened. Yeah, it just seems yeah, like yeah. this like brings back things and stuff. Yeah. Um, that last, I'm already doing that. Yeah. Any impression? Any impressions of that last transfer? Did you remember feeling yourself like getting excited to go back home? Yeah. Getting nervous to go back home. Mm-hmm. A little bit of everything. Yeah, I remember being done. Like I'd served my two, I felt good about it. I was done. Um, and I th- I'm happy to hear yeah, that because right. most people yeah. lie to me and yeah. look me in the eye and tell me I just didn't want to leave. And yeah. I was like, dude, I served a good, obedient mission. And yeah. I remember at the end, I'm like, dude, I get to go home and see my brothers and my sister and my parents yep. and hang out. Yep, I'm yep. going. Yep, literally. Yeah, I was done. Like, um. I put my heart into it. I was done. And then I came home and I was just so lost. Like, <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Yeah. I was, I literally paced the floor the first night. Cause I had, I just was, yeah. Then you told your dad, you're like, I actually have to go back. It's like, oh shoot. What time is it? Yeah. I gotta yeah, go. So how, how was your Vietnamese now? How was it when you went back? Um, it was better then. <laughs> But uh, yeah, because I got a job where I was speaking Vietnamese in a call center. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so taking Vietnamese calls. That was a different kind of Vietnamese, though, because it was kind of, yeah. And uh, obviously, I have my family now that I can talk to, which is very cool. Um, Did you start speaking to your dad in Vietnamese as soon as you got home? Was that like, yeah. you get off the plane and you're yeah. like, yeah, going So in. like on our first Skype call home, um, I I was kind of... Bursting back and forth with him, and it was pretty cool. Like, did he act? Did did that surprise him? Yeah, because I remember like, when I the first time I spoke to my uncle in Spanish. Yeah, I got home and he was on the phone. I started rattling off Spanish to yeah. him, and he was like, "Uh, uh," and he in English, he's like, "You speak Spanish?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I've been doing." Right <laughs> like, yeah, bud, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. And I remember yeah. there were times where my dad now he's now my dad will just rattle things off in Spanish to me, like flippantly, yeah. like just be like this. 
But it was weird for my dad at first. Yeah. Like, my dad was just kind of like, uh, I, I don't, don't know. know if I feel like yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, um, we basically only speak Span- or Spanish, Vietnamese <laughs> to each other um, when we don't want somebody else in the room to understand. Classic. Right. So, Which is what you tell people you're not doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, so uh, it's cool yeah, that way. You know Uncle so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Ruining Thanksgiving <laughs> here for us. Yeah, it's funny. But I, it's not good. It's It's been steadily declining, I think. I think that happens, though. I mean, you don't have yeah. the, the ability to speak it as frequently. Mm-hmm. Like, Eric can, I think, you speak Spanish, you can keep that up. Yeah. yeah. And, and even, yeah. like, I'm a Spanish teacher, but even then, it's like, my Spanish improves when I have conversations yes. with Spanish speakers. Yeah, yeah. With native Spanish speakers. But yeah. when I'm just teaching it, like, it's, I'm teaching basic stuff, but it's like speaking and like, what opportunities do you really have here? You don't have a ton. Yep. How's the Vietnamese food here? The quote unquote Vietnamese restaurants compared to (laughs) actual Vietnam. There are some good ones, but it's, it's it's probably just, it's so good in my mind in Vietnam that I just, nothing will compare, but nothing compares. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Um, that might be it for my questions. You, you close it out. Got two closing questions for you. All right. So, Serum. so um, before the mission and kind of like leading up to your first area, what were you nervous about or what were you kind of apprehensive about? Mm-hmm. And then after your mission, what should you have been nervous or apprehensive? Um, going into it, uh, it, it sounds bad, but I really didn't put a lot of thought into my mission. It was just kind of something that, it, like I said, like I was going to do. Right. Like it was just a life event that was happening. It was going to happen whether I wanted it to or not. It was just happening. Um, so I didn't really dread or think about anything too much. When I got the call, I was kind of apprehensive about the language, but then I was like, I got gifted tongues. Like, that's <laughs> cake it's like easy. Lord's on my yeah. side. So I wasn't too worried about that. Um, and then once I got to the MTC, like that's when it hit me. Like the language is probably your biggest hurdle right now. And I, I tried to hit it really hard in the MTC. I was like a parrot just saying things over and over and over. And, uh, um, as far as in the country goes, I wasn't too nervous about anything besides, um, I was kind of nervous about the living conditions. Right. Um, just cause here we're so lucky and I should have been worried about that, so that kind of <laughs> that kind of helped and worked out. Um, yeah. Um, and then last question: So, knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. would you talk to eighteen-year-old Ryan and tell him to yeah. go on a mission again? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I w- yeah. Would. Could I do it now again? And that's that's the second part of the yeah. question. Second part of that question yeah. is President Nelson got up and yeah. in the fall general conference and said, Hey, we need yep. elders back in Vietnam. <laughs> we need to double the workforce. There. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. It would be tough, but I, I would like to think that I would go. Because okay. um, it it's seriously it's I I'm sure this has been said lots of times, best two years. But like cliche it was. Do you feel do you feel like eighteen year old you would have listened to you 
anyway if you come back and you're like listen dude you gotta go like yeah it's gonna be great or when yeah. you've been like uh yeah well i know i'm going or yeah like, i feel like it's either, why are you telling me this i'm already going like yeah. what do you want from me yeah yeah okay yeah okay probably like should have prepared doctrinally better but yeah i think i think most people feel that way yeah. i think like it's safe to say that everyone would say like i should have had a stronger testimony yeah and I should have known my stuff outside yeah. of Scott. Scott knew what he was doing. <laughs> Scott was, well, that was Scott the benefit stood. of leaving later. Yeah, Scott was like, "No, I know what I'm doing." Yeah. These kids out here. Yeah. Uh, cool. Any any other anything else you want to end with? Um, not. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything. Jeez. Seriously. Um, this is really cool to well, look back retrospectively. Just everything that happened yeah <laughs> kind well, of basically re- relived it again yeah. that's cool it's been really cool like i said it's a very different experience than what we were able to have on our yeah. missions and yeah. different from the other people we've talked to so you're called to the work but that work is so diverse across the world yep. like and that's the more yep. we do this the more i realize like yep. my mission was not everyone's mission by a long shot no. yeah like not even close yeah. so but yeah. Welder, Ryan Tran, <laughs> Cambodia. <laughs> Do you finish the mission? What What's the name of the mission? Oh, Phnom Penh. Yep. Phnom Penh. Phnom Penh. Phnom Penh mission. Yep. You, what What years? Did we get that? 2013, 2015. 2013, yep. 2015. All righty. Yep. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate it.